0: Eine Frage. Wie schnell war der Aufschlag? 150 km/h. Wie lang war der Drive? 229 Meter. Wie lange hast du geschlafen? Oh, 7 Stunden 54 Minuten. Letzte Frage. Trainierst du deinen Körper und deinen Geist mit der Achtsamkeit? Ja, genau das mache ich. Wir alle haben Fragen. Und die neue Apple Watch Series 7 hat die Antworten. Auf dem bisher größten und fortschrittlichsten Display. Die Zukunft der Gesundheit am Handgelenk. Lieferengpässe möglich. Erfordert ein iPhone 6S oder neuer App aus dem App Store. Abo erforderlich.
1: Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by celery. The show that loves Reece James. We do indeed. Now there was some trepidation when Chelsea travelled to Newcastle on Saturday. Uh, they've been something of a bogey side for us down the years, and we all knew that they'd part the bus. And Chelsea, of course, have found it hard to break teams down who do just that. Uh, it looked to be following that pattern for the first half, as Chelsea didn't produce one shot on target and the script looked written for a breakaway Newcastle goal and an undeserved win. But yet again, Tommy T tweaked it tactically to good effect. Rhys James blasted Chelsea in front and then minutes later did it again, while Jorginho capped off proceedings with a penalty. It felt like a really big win at the end, and even bigger when we found out that Liverpool had drawn at home to Brighton and Man City had lost to Palace at home, thanks largely to a man-of-the-match display... From our very own Connor Gallagher. And did we mention the Spurs meltdown? Sorry, still laughing. If Carlsberg did great Saturdays. And the title of the show tonight is... rolls royce Strikes Not Once But Twice. Chelsea Fancast number 848. And that title is especially for anybody who, like me, loves the clash. I shall leave it at that. And say, hello, Jonathan Kidd.
0: Oh, how lovely to be on the show, Chidge. The the Clash. Were they a band of some sort? They were
1: a band. They were they were a four-piece combo.
0: Were they? Were they? Were they iconoclastic? They were indeed. Oh, how interesting. Yes, they're before my time. Mm. How the devil are you? Devilish. Devilish today. Thank you very much, devilish. Good work it's... on the fan fanbite again. Good. Oh, thank you. But I, I, it was too long. I had to cut it I off. I know. There was no you oh. all Yeah, I know. I know. But some people have asked. They've said, where's the they want it? Even ben best, trust the best in, is the best bit, in it, mate? Funnily enough, I think all I'll do is I'll just go, and then you're, and then you're, <laughs> and then you're, and
1: then you're. <laughs> no, it was good work, actually, mate. And by the way, we should tell everybody, because I've been getting a few questions about the fanbite. At the moment, JK is releasing them exclusively to Twitter, if that can ever be exclusive. But anyway, exclusively to Twitter and the Chelsea Fancast Instagram account. Um, sooner or later, when Chidge figures out how to get into the. Chelsea Fancast YouTube channel that he is currently locked out of, then they will also be going up there. But that will also be under... Well, JK will have to send me the videos too, which is complicated. But anyway, we'll try and get them on YouTube as well. But at the moment, Twitter and Instagram. Right, JK? Yes, yes,
0: whatever. Anywhere you want me to put them, I will put them.
1: Lovely. And uh, who have we got on the show tonight? Well,
0: it just so happens we have the the fantastically um, um, erudite and... um, um, fluent uh, Chelsea Supporters Trust, Doyon, I don't know I've used that word before, um, Mr Dan Silver. Yeah, I thought I said effluent for a minute, but no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I was it's going to, to, I was going here. to, but it was in my head, but I managed to um, yeah. pass it. We're going to rock the cast tonight, aren't
1: we? Oh, yeah. very good. Oh,
0: oh, 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 oh a very band, good. I don't know nothing oh. about it. Very good. And um, lovely to have you on the show, Dan.
2: Thank you, good to be here.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Shall I introduce the other? Please do. Good stuff it is the man who was there at st james's park unlike any of us yeah and who, who spent the night with the sunderland mate how did you manage to do that was he a, in sunderland was he a sunderland fan isn't he and he uh, did he, he works yeah.
3: he works for the club
0: he worked for the club does he? Oh, well i suppose that's forgivable and um it is of course adam newson of football london that excellent journalist who it is a joy to have us on the programme as he he puts us puts us right over so many things that um that we just speculate over and he knows because he he is the man who knows.
1: But he's very kind <laughs> to us nevertheless, isn't he? Yes, yes. Very by being brave. on the
0: by being on the show he's kind, isn't he really? I,
1: I I'm gonna share this with you. Okay. I can't tell you who it is, I'll tell you later. But um I'm in negotiations with a Chelsea author who's written some very good books to do an interview with him for the show about a new book that he's releasing. <laughs> Okay, and he actually emailed me back, and he said, um, "I'm not really a podcast listener, but I've heard that yours is the best and the most listened to of all the Chelsea ones." Say no more. I say no more. I rest my case. Uh, now, on on, on that uh, uh, absolute mic drop moment, uh, we're not going anywhere because uh, on the show tonight uh, we celebrate two fantastic goals by Reece James, the Cobham Kafu. Uh, We ask, why did Newcastle's game plan work in the first half? What changed in the second half? And should Hayden and Darlow have seen red? And what do we do with an out-of-sorts Ziesh? In part two, we praise Chelsea's squad depth. Look at Tommy T's performance to date and ask if Conor Gallagher is the heir apparent and worry, slightly, about the impending fixture pile-up. And in part three... We have the results of this week's fannies for the Newcastle match, some questions from Discord, and a few emails to read out. I've got a few emails for you, JK. I'll keep you occupied. And in part four, we wrap up with a preview of the Malmo v Chelsea Champions League match tomorrow night, Tuesday. And as ever, don't forget you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7pm by going to Mixler, which is mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea-Fancast, where, of course, you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page as so many of you are. Lovely to see you all in here. Chev, Brian, uh, Super Dan says there's no sound. Refresh Dan, that's probably the best thing to do on Mixler. Uh, Kepler, Matthew the American, uh, Liban, 95, that's a new one to me. Planet Earth is blue, Andy, Touring Blue, Benny, uh, Benji's there, goodness me, Andy the Hutch, lovely. Dennis Fredo, and it's really nice to know that we really foxed all of the American listeners we have who, of course, didn't know that we put the clocks back to uh, God's chosen time, which is, of course, Greenwich Mean Time. So there we go. So we're we're an hour later for you. Uh, But uh, anyway, I'll let you all figure that out. Uh, In a minute, we'll be talking about the football. So there we go. Um I mean I'm going to start because JK's kind of encouraged me to do this and uh, I'm always for a bit of JK encouragement because as we all know uh, the J, uh, JK is the brains of an otherwise no-brain outfit. <laughs> uh, the fan bite is clear genius. I was doubting him. I said, well, well you know, video bleh, rubbish bollocks mate bleh, for the kids. And look, he does it and it's the most popular thing since whatever the most popular thing was recently. And now he says, no, Chichich, we ought to do a we should do a thing with the team selection. So now we're doing a thing with the team selection. So there you go. Uh, and of course, as we predicted, JK, we were not 100 percent correct. But in our, you know, in mitigation, in our favor, in, absolutely, yes, we didn't know that Mason Mount was going to be ill overnight, did we?
0: we? Didn't. But we still got it wrong as a consequence.
1: Yeah, we would have been right. Had Mount we not been. Ill. right.
0: Yeah, we were, well, yeah. you wouldn't have been right, Chidge. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. You chose Chalabar. You didn't did, not choose.
1: No, I, I Christensen, I, I, Chalabar and Christensen. Chalabar and Christensen, that's yeah. right, that's yeah.
0: right. You yeah. didn't, yeah. whereas yeah. I chose him. I would have been right. Yeah,
1: yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. So there we go. Um, I mean, I was a bit worried when I saw Z-Edge in there, I'll be honest with you, uh, more of that later. But uh, as we've got Adam with us, and Adam's kind of on top of everything, because I think Adam's actually at the press conference today. What's the latest on Mason Mount?
3: Yeah, he's just got a, uh, an illness. It's not COVID. Took was very keen to stress that. Um, there's obviously this bug that's been going around, so it wouldn't be surprising if it was that. So I don't think it's anything major to worry about. Wouldn't be surprised if he's back um, for Burnley, uh, but no, no real need to to take him to Malmo. To be honest, um, maybe I'm uh, setting myself up for a fall, but I didn't think they were really up to much in in the game at Stanford Bridge and. Any player that you don't necessarily need to take to this one. Um, and Gola Kante is also staying back in London. Um, what, why, why so? Not clear. He undertook training today. Um, Tuchel didn't mention there was any problem with him, um, after that session. So I'm guessing it's just a precaution. Um, again, why, why, if there's any, any, any risk to Kante
0: again, you just leave him here. And, well, yeah. and he, didn't, he didn't play it, he wasn't at his best, I felt, in the, in the tune game. Gave yeah. The away a bit. I didn't really think it was a game for
3: him that would suit True. him that well True. because we all True. know what he's best at is reclaiming the ball and, and starting attacks through through doing that, whereas Newcastle obviously just put eight players behind the ball yeah. and, and it was on Chelsea to break them down. It
1: is, yeah. but I have to say, I, 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 I the more I hear of this, the more I realise that Thomas Tuchel does listen to the Chelsea fancast every week. <laughs> for, all, for all I know, he could have a strange name in Mixler as we speak um, because we've been saying it pretty much from the beginning of the season, Adam, that you know what? let's wrap Kante in cotton wool. He is such a big match player for us. And he always turns up in the big matches. Look at what he did last season. So actually you bring, you wheel him out for the really, really big, tough matches. Don't worry about the others. We've got enough players that can do a good job. I mean, you know, Jorginho Kovacic, I know he's not fit. Um, we've got Loftus-Cheek who's coming now. Saul maybe even getting a bit better. We're okay. Just keep, keep Kante for where it really matters. So there we go. Um, Right, let's start. I mean, we've got to start with with Reese James. There is no, I mean, you know, screw any kind of sensible running order tonight. It's got to be all about Reese James. Uh, He's now our top scorer with four goals. Um, I mean, the stats on James are just nuts. And apparently, Reese James and Ben will have scored seven goals between them, compared to Ronaldo and Sancho with three, Foden and Grealish with four, Messi and Mbappe at five. Um, you know, Thomas Tuchel was hilarious about it. He's saying that Lukaku and Werner should be wing-backs and he should start uh, James and Chilwell up front. We've been saying, again, we said play the wing-backs up front, although we were talking about Alonso. I've got yeah. an Adam Newsom exclusive stat, which you put on Twitter yesterday, which I really loved, Adam. Uh, not least because, of course, my my last piece for you was on, on, on the, uh, the Cobham bunch, wasn't it? But in total, 32% of Chelsea's goals in all competitions this term have been scored by players who spent time in the club's academy in Cobham. That number rises to 38% in the Premier League. They really are delivering, but so good to see James score a couple of absolute... I mean, he's been threatening to do that for a long time and occasionally does put them away, but those two, JK, were absolutely stupendous, weren't they?
0: They were wonderful. It was a real shame he had another opportunity um, a bit later on, another half volley just on the edge of the penalty area, which I really would have loved him to have... uh, have put away as well because that would have been a, a magnificent um um hat trick i mean goodness me and also there was the there was the 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 chat about whether or not um um uh georginio should have given him the ball to allow him to take the penalty and yet um i'm sure that that that's not what you do if you've got a penalty taker you take a penalty i love it i love it when some um, it, it happened at Fulham a couple of seasons ago, wasn't it? Where the, the centre forward under Ranieri, when they got relegated, where the centre forward grabbed the ball and insisted on taking it, and a sort of fight broke out, and then he missed it. But those things, you have to score, don't you? That's the that's the thing. Well, Ross um,
1: Barkley did it, didn't he? With us, of
0: course, Ross Barkley did. Of course, he did it as well and hit the bar. God, that was embarrassing. That was when he was That was an all-time low for Barkley, wasn't it? Bloody hell! Who I felt actually. Um, for what he's doing at the moment, comes on and all right,
1: um, all right, all right, right. Like, late, I'm, 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 I'm getting ahead. I know. I'm getting ahead, him. I can't help Reece it. You James. mentioned, you mentioned the name. Focus.
0: Focus. You mentioned the name Barclay. Focus. Focus on retrade, retrade, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fabulous, fabulous. Yeah, two, two fabulous goals. <laughs> Driven <laughs> magnificently into the, into the roof of the net, and um, um, and it's just as well because at the time I was thinking, oh God, we're not going to score at all. I mean, having said that, we're, you know, we were completely completely all over them. And they are, I really hope they get relegated. I'm sorry. To be, <laughs> I'm sorry to be awful about that. No, They're I mean, head you know, away
1: and shape me.
0: I mean, they are, They, they <laughs> the expectation that somehow through, through having somebody buy them, they would improve uh, immediately with the, with the kind of feel good thing in the crowd. Cause I mean, you can't possibly, you can't possibly expect that. Um, Am I allowed briefly to talk about the tactics or do you no, just want to... No, I want in- to talk about
1: Reese James. Reece James. Yeah, Reece James. Okay, Reece.
0: yeah brilliant. He's a brilliant. He's brilliant. He's a brilliant fullback. So is Chilwell brilliant. But Alonso's brilliant. Listen,
1: what do we do? We're brilliant. You James. made a really good point about, about the penalty, actually, because uh, there was a lot of noise. Because, uh, yeah. you know, like you, I, I was watching it. Well, actually, I, I watched it on a dodgy stream and we were on WhatsApp and I was on Discord and all that. Dan, do you think... Um, Jorginho should have let James take the penalty to get his hat trick, or are you with JK and saying, you know, we've got a nominated penalty taker, that's how it is?
2: Yeah, <clears throat> I think if it's three nil, we get the penalty, it's a different story. Two nil's a dangerous score. Reese James misses it, they get a goal back and we're up against it. I think if get it was three nil, then James takes it, but I think Nominating players take always got to take it, especially at 2-0, especially away. I think 100% right decision.
1: I mean, to be fair, Adam, um, James didn't make any, you know, he didn't kind of like go up there to try and grab the ball or anything. He, he understands the rules and he was quite happy with it. So, I'm kind of with, with Dan and JK on this. Where do
3: you sit? No, I agree. I think at 2-0, you've always got that risk, as Dan just said, that one goal completely changes the momentum of this game. And And yes, Newcastle had done absolutely nothing, but all you need is a, a free kick or a set-piece and they score and then and then you're left wondering why uh, Chelsea took a risk of, of not letting Jorginho take it. Um, so I'm surprised it created the sort of storm in a teacup it did, really. Yeah. Um, but then it's social media and it's very easy to get a, a very warped view, I guess, of certain issues on social media. So, um, so yeah, no, it was 2-0. Chelsea needed to, to to make sure they won that game. Jorginho is the penalty taker. Job done. Rhys James didn't mind. Move on.
1: Mm. I mean, while, while I've got your attention, as it were, I mean, the other thing that occurred to me, I mean, Rhys James has been playing uh, very well recently, I think. And, and he is just so, I mean, look at him and, and Ben Chilwell. They, they. I mean, I know Alonso started the season on fire, but I think Chilwell and, and I mean, Ashley Cole, I think was right. So he's, well, he, he called him the best right back, one of the best right backs in the world. If not the best at the moment, ignoring the fact that he plays, um, I didn't. I didn't mean Ashley Cole, did I? I meant Ian Wright. Um, basically, ignoring the fact that he plays as a wing back, but nevertheless, he is really, really good. And he's surely that position is his own, which kind of begs a question. You know, what do we do with Aspie? Do you think it might be, might be time to, uh, you know, put Aspie out to grass, as it were?
3: I mean, I, I don't think Aspie's great in that right wing back role, anyway. Um, to be honest, I think. Uh, look, he's not the, the most progressive passer. Um, he's nowhere near as, as threatening as Rhys is in that final
0: third. Look, he, he could put in a good cross, don't get me wrong, but I do think Aspi well, roll dispute now. dispute that, Adam. I dispute that, a good cross. The number of times he, he hits the player. Who? Aspi.
1: Aspi, yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, he's got, he's
0: got a good record, though, of, of getting
3: assists in big games for Chelsea with that little clip towards the back post. Yeah, no, that, up, that's, uh, that's,
0: not, that's not the wing back job. He doesn't get round and overlap. No, yet.
3: exactly, exactly. That's why I think he's probably better as the right centre back now. If he if he does start, but yeah, look, Reese has got that place. To be honest, I think Chelsea are much better when he when he does play there, and I think the and most... when he's
0: fit, when he's fit as well, when he's when he's at his best, at his most his quickest, because uh, he's 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 a superb talent. I mean, let's mm-hmm. be. Let's I was going
3: to say, I think the most astonishing thing about Reese is he's only twenty one still. Yeah. He's got another ten plus years um, at the, the top level, and and it's great for someone who's a young kid who's a boyhood Chelsea fan who's been at the club since he was six. Just to have someone like that in your team, and obviously there's others, um, is is testament to the work done at, at Cobham by every academy coach.
1: Well, well, well indeed, uh, Adam, and I'm, you know, I, I I really enjoyed writing that piece last week because it's just it, I it it's hard to actually really get over in a in a in an article the joy uh you know an old git like me who's been supporting the club for a long time gets from finally seeing this all work and seeing these kids come through and seeing how bloody good they are and you're right i mean you know they're 21 it's ridiculous they're so young we could have this tea i mean i said it in the piece didn't i this could be our class Mm. of 92 moment you know it really could actually i mean you could you could have five or six homegrown players tearing it up for 10 years for this club jk
0: well, let's hope that it's not a flash in the pan like it has been for United. Let's hope that this this is maintained over the years, and I don't see why it shouldn't. With the class of player still coming out, who can't have decided they can't get into the into the sides, so have gone elsewhere like Livramento and uh, and Lamptey, who are clearly, um, you know, um, top competitors. And the very fact that they're creating these these superbly skilled players is is such a brilliant testament so let's not let's not hope that um that, that it it stops you know and I, I, it creates a wonderful dilemma doesn't it we're going to get onto this with Conor gallagher playing out of his skin um you just think well they they, they must be planning for him even now well, they must they must be debating it and i've got later, ahead of myself again later, focus oh,
1: god focus it's, contra- it's, contra- it's, look oh, the, sorry adam sorry you wanted to sorry.
3: come in mate Yeah, just going to add to J.K. Obviously saying, you know, the academy of producing uh, excellent footballers. I think it's also important to remember just how down to earth all these guys seem to be as well. And look, that will be down to to parenting, obviously, as well as as work done in the academy. But you go through the young lads coming out of Chelsea and there's no one who you could say, oh, they're a bit of a up themselves. They think they're too good, etc. They're all down to earth guys, all really humble, all want to keep working. And I think that in the sphere that the, you know Chelsea operate as as a massive club is 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 huge and, and say it's just as
0: impressive as the the football side of it. But it's really important, is it, because so many of the youth can fall by the wayside, and this has been the experience we've had over the years, where people have come in and we've thought, "Wow, they're going to be great stars," and it hasn't materialized. The very fact that these players are stepping up and the club is creating this environment is is superb.
1: Indeed, it is. Um. I'm sure you'd. I'm sure you'd echo those thoughts uh, uh, about you know the Cobham crew uh, and and Reece yeah. James. I mean, do you, do you think going back to Aspie? Do you think uh, his days are numbered as a right back, or should be numbered as a right as, as a right wing back? Dan,
2: I think sentiment goes out the window. Mm. He's 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 a good squad player, he's a good bench player. He can come and play right centre back and go and play wing back, and maybe for. You know, when we need a real experienced player, maybe Champions League second leg away, we need something to sit in and defend properly. He's, he's still got a role to play for us. And let's talk another contract for him. But Reese James is 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 just a baller. i mean, a fantastic under at Wigan, they all loved him there. He played in midfield. He's a real, real talent. Everything about him is just fantastic. He's strong. He's, he's pretty much made that spot, spot his own the last few weeks. I think as will really struggle to get back in again. But Azpi will be around for at least another season just for the experience. We need that experience head around. I mean, and somebody gets a club who's been here for, what was it, 11 years now?
1: Yeah, I, I well, yeah. it must be that. Yeah, he joined in, he joined uh, 2012 after we won the Champions League, didn't he? Oh, but, so yeah, not, but he's... Yeah. Um, I mean, he's also, I think, better defensively, I think, arguably, than, than James. So, I mean, I think Adam's right. If he's got a role, it's his right centre-back. But, I mean, we're so, you know, we're rich in those positions, aren't we? But having said
2: that, we've only let him three goals, one for them playing. play in how many games we played. So, yeah. whoever's in defence is doing a fantastic Indeed. job
1: anyway. Um, OK, let's, let's switch back to um, something I wanted to talk about, which is, you know, the first half was just unbelievably frustrating. As I said... You know Newcastle had a game plan. We 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 you know we we teased this on Friday. I had a feeling they were going to part the bus. They play five at the back. Uh, they had ten men behind the ball. Their only um, amb- ambition really was to get a lucky break to something like San Maximan or uh, or Callum Wilson, uh, which they didn't really. Um, but I I you know I was really worried actually because there was that 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 whole feeling isn't we've seen it so many times before. Chelsea struggled to break teams down when they basically played 10 men behind the ball. And the thing that, that peed me off, actually, at the end of the first half, Ziyech is another matter. We'll talk about him in a minute because um, I, I did think he wasted a few good chances. But I was really irritated, JK, with too many balls floating in aimlessly into the box, which, was, yeah. which of course, are easy to defend against, particularly yeah. when you don't have a big lump like Lukaku. And I was really just thinking, well, why, why aren't you shooting more? Why aren't you just having a pop? or why aren't you running at these bastards to get a foul and then a free kick just outside of the box there was none not enough of that in my book
0: well, all these little floaty dinks just as, as you say are going to be headed away easily but it was, i was after you contrast the two halves because we came out the second half with completely different attitude much more pace and uh, i thought adoy excelled actually at taking people on i was really impressed by the, by the, the the way they went uh, they went up I, one thing just to to digress from this a moment we were aided uh in in them not getting a breakaway goal by tierney the referee actually being on the case and noticing that um uh Callum what's his face um what's the Richard? name it? Uh, yeah um just backed in consistently onto um uh, christensen and uh, and didn't give um that the tendency that lots of referees do is they t- they they somehow believe that the centre half is doing all the fouling, whereas all he did was back back into him. And it meant that that pressure was taken off because that was one of their main tactics, was a, a huge boot down the pitch. I am have to say, as, I, as you expect when they're playing with, with the, the, the eight men behind the ball and the two quickest players to run after it and hope that a little flick on. Gains, gains them an opportunity and it happened a couple of times in the game and we dealt with it really competently because we're very obviously been set up to deal with that but it, it it helped that Tierney wasn't an idiot and uh and noticed that that was Wilson's main aim was just to put enormous pressure on Christensen illegally and uh, so I was um uh, he gave there were we're going to get onto the uh the idiocy of uh, of the two sendings, the two possible Wait, sendings off. I said, we're going to get onto that. We're going to get onto that. I'm not doing it Dan, now. Dan wants but,
1: to come in with something.
0: Sorry. Oh, does yeah,
2: he? You know, with Havertz up front, we haven't really got a strong centre half to win headers. Again, it's almost like a pointless exercise because Havertz, you know, he's not going to win a challenge up against a really strong centre half. So it's really pointless these little crosses in.
1: I don't, just don't know why they do it. I mean, Adam, you got any thoughts as to why they would
3: have done that? I guess there's an element of just frustration when you have that many players back and you've gone side to side, you've gone back and forth comes a point when you do want to try and force something. Um, and maybe it's just a bit of frustration, a bit of desperation to try and make something happen in a game. That's that tough. Um, yeah. When you don't have something like a Lukaku in there, I mean, Havertz isn't too bad in the air, but he's not going to overpower a centre back. So yeah, I think it's just a case of, of the game state sort of force mm-hmm. Chelsea into it. Um,
0: but then in the second half it, it changed a bit they are looking for players though when they do the dink in it's not as if it's just an aimless thing it's dink.
1: easy to defend
0: mate Oh, completely i agree. I'm, I'm not i'm not looking for a positive here i'm just saying that it's not aimless they are actually p- trying to pick somebody out who's in space it's just is that it's as you say it's easily headed away but uh, I, I, what what's it, the ball needs to be played much more quickly and to, for for the the fullback or the whoever it is to get to get behind uh, the, the defense and then center it, which, which uh, once again, if it's a dink in when it's centered, that's easily headed away. But it's normally the driven cross that causes the problems, isn't it? So, mm. um, or alternatively, if you're Brentford, it appears to be the the one that's just kicked miles up in the air, and then everybody just has a free fall for it, free form and it all sort of is second ball, and then you see what happens with that. I mean, I, 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 I think they they. I, I, I was still impressed by the way we played in the first half. I, it wasn't a, we were so completely all over them, but we did the ball just wasn't getting in there quickly enough, and we did have several opportunities. But they, as you said earlier, they fell to Ziyech.
1: Well, they did. I'm going to still hold on Ziyech because I, you, you got into the second half, and I think that's it's a very nice contrast to what happened in the first half, isn't it? Because I mean, I, I thought. I thought they, I mean, the obvious thing is that I thought they up up the ante considerably. They just looked more energetic and they were quicker. And that's the point you were making, JK. They were much quicker yeah. around the box. And of course, as, as soon as one goal, uh, you know, re scored that goal, the floodgates were, were sure to open. But um, I think the other thing to take note of is I I actually think bringing on uh, Barkley and Loftus Cheek for Kante and Ziyech also made an impact. But the other thing, Adam, I, I hear Jorginho was quoted as saying. That uh, Tuchel made a tactical tweak. Do you know what that tactical tweak was?
3: No, and no, I thought it was interesting. He didn't say it, uh, so I'm guessing it's something they're going to keep to themselves secret. A secret, a secret I, tactical I, tweak. I did think that in that second half, um, Reese got into the box more than he did in the first half, a lot further up. And you just look at the first goal you take off Kante and you bring on Ruben and Ruben's in the box for Callum's cross, uh, which obviously ends up at James's feet. And I don't think Kante is in that position if he's on the pitch. Um, and maybe that's what Georgina is referring to. That double change resulted in Barkley coming on and uh, Ruben. And it, Chelsea just had more of a presence in the penalty area when the ball actually did come in. So there was that far greater threat. And, and yeah, I think James played a lot more, inside and upfield in that second half than he did in the first half he was still quite wide in the first half crossing the ball uh, more often than not and it
0: was instant wasn't it because the substitution was made and we yeah. scored
3: mm. yeah i think you look at a replay of it and there is i think i think even tokel mentioned there's it, like four players in the box which yeah. they weren't doing in that first half as much so
1: absolutely right absolutely right um now uh, going to to because i know we wanted to talk about that um I kind of I kind of felt from a bit actually because you could see he was trying. I mean, well, it's it's a hard. I mean, I, my criticism of ZH on the whole is that he doesn't do enough, which is another way of saying he can be a bit lazy. But I was very interested to read that he had the lowest pass completion, about seventy six percent or something of all all of the the players. I know I know that Thomas Tuchel absolutely just went nuts at him because he he, he misplaced a pass, but I just kind of wondering really, you know. One thing I will say in his favour, he's pre- you know he's prepared to do what I, I was moaning that the side weren't doing enough of in the first half. He's prepared to crack a shot off, and uh, okay, stupid of him to be offside for that one that that did go in but was disallowed because that would have been a great goal. So it's hard to know really what to say about him. I mean, is it is it is he unlucky? Is it does he just out of form? You know, or, or what? It's really hard. Dan, what do you reckon, mate?
2: It's common for everything. I think he's. Every time he's got some momentum, he's got an injury. I think under Frank last season, started really sharp, got injured, had a good start to pre-season, got injured. He hasn't really had a run of games without injuries. So he's been, been a bit unfortunate. I mean, he's clearly, clearly a very talented player. Maybe it's the sort of classic you know, rabbit in headlights. He's come to a, a huge club, no disrespect to Ajax. He's come to a huge club and he's, he's struggling to kind of, you know, make his mark. But so many injuries. I mean, you know, he was absolutely on fire start of the season, got that shoulder injury, then the headache, what have you. And he hasn't really hit hit the heights he can do. And I think it's also, I think he's, other players have developed and kind of almost surpassed it. It's almost like he's missed his chance as well.
0: He, 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 I think he's trying too hard. I get that feeling. Like even that ridiculous foul that he made for the, um, for the yellow card was just, you just think, what? what Frustration. That? Yeah. Yeah. But but I, I thought he was more involved. I, I I was a bit cruel about him in the fan by, as I, I, I think I said, he was a bit um, um, unconvincing, whereas um, it, he, he was, he was more involved than he does. I just wish he'd be more Robin. Like we keep going on about it. He's got that ability to, to curl the ball with his left foot coming in from the right. And, um, and, and that can be such a, a brilliant tool to open up defenses in that kind of situation from a distance. Um uh, it's tricky. You don't know what he's told in training. Perhaps he's told not to shoot like that because it's giving the ball away. Unless he's being accurate enough. But he he did the one, didn't he? That was turned over, which was a brilliant shot. Which um, and the goal, of course, was fantastic. And he was just a a few feet, a few inches offside. Yeah. So I think we'd be talking about him differently if he, if that goal had gone in. But I, I thought that was one of the better performances from him. Even though we're very dissatisfied with him still. Yeah. So I think when he came on, was it? The Southampton game or the last league game, he actually had quite a good
2: 20 minutes playing out on that wing, didn't he? Because he was involved one, two, with lots of sheep for the Mounts goal. So, yeah, you know, he's had yeah, a couple yeah. of nice moments, but just he needs a run of games, he needs to stay clear of injury. But this is Chelsea, you don't get the luxury of that time. Oh, absolutely, anymore. absolutely. You because know, if Timo comes, Timo's fit after the international break, he'll probably come back in with a car, come in, and he's he's back on the pecking order again.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it's hotting up, isn't it? Because, hmm. I mean, I, I, I mean, Havertz, who we, you know, hardly talking about tonight, really. Um, but I still think he offers something in that role that seems to work better for Chelsea. You know, even if he hasn't scored many goals since Lukaku and Werner have been out, how many goals have Chelsea scored? You know, he's got something yeah. to do with that. His movement off the ball, and his runs are very, very
0: good, I think. He got, he got the pen, didn't he, Chief? He got the
1: pen as well, didn't he? So, you know, Havertz is, 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 is going to be pushing for a place. Hudson, Adore. I think Callum. I mean, arguably, are one of our men of the match. I mean, we all know who's going to get it tonight. But I think Callum was up there, and he's delivering now. So he's going to be hard to dislodge. Pudzich is coming back from injury; he'll be available. Mount's got to get in there somewhere. So you know, where where does ZH fit in? You know, when everybody's fit and in form, that's the, that's the problem he's got. I think.
2: Yeah, and Ka- um, tickle gave Callum some really forceful praise the first time, didn't he today or yesterday? very effusive about his performance, saying, you know, he he did the right things. so Cam's finally getting the message what he needs to do. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great club, it's a big club, and, you know, sometimes players come and they don't work and we have to say goodbye to them, and maybe, maybe January he'll, he'll end up on loan, if not January, certainly the end of the season.
1: Well, I mean, that's a good point to bring Adam in, actually, um, because, I mean, I'd be interested to hear what you thought of Zeeh's performance anyway. I know you and Sam were a bit kind of nit on him from what I read, but... Uh, there's a lot of kind of brouhaha. I love that word, brouhaha. Uh, I used to think that was not even a word, and then I put it in one of your uh, articles, uh, Adam, and I had to Google it to make sure it was a word, and I found the correct spelling <laughs> of it. I was astonished. But anyway,
0: how, how were you spelling it before that? I,
1: I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. But it's b r u brouhaha. You know, I think yeah. that's A-K-A-K. exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, a we a kind
0: of French twist.
1: We you? we digress. Uh, there's some brou- brouhaha going on at the moment, Adam, about hazard and whether he may or may not be available which kind of begs a really interesting question because if z h is kind of like fourth or fifth in the pecking order for a spot in the front three um sure would, would a would a kind of a hazard on one leg who can do something that nobody else does be a better option uh
3: I'll talk about zh's performance first um <laughs> yeah I think on the train back, actually, from Newcastle, I was thinking about this, um, as you do, and I thought I didn't think he played well watching it uh, across the 90 minutes, but then I was thinking, well, he at least he was involved. He was trying to make things happen, and by doing that, he made himself more conspicuous, basically. So when something didn't come off, it was very noticeable. So it's sort of like he could have probably just hid in that game because there was so little space, but he actually was quite willing to try and get on the ball and make things happen, so you you kind of remember that, oh, things didn't go well for him, but at least he was trying. Do you know what I mean? And it is kind of that, that paradox of, of maybe he wasn't as bad as I thought he was watching live. Um, in terms of the Hazard stuff, I think I've said before, I mean, just Chelsea just shouldn't go there. Um, let him come back when he's retired, find a role for him, do whatever you want when when he stopped playing. But look, his injuries uh, and issues at Real Madrid... Um, would indicate that it it would just be, it, I think it would just be disappointing. In and this, I don't, yeah. I don't want to look back on Eden Hazard's career and talk to people and go, oh yeah, Eden, he was great. Absolutely fantastic. Great seven years. Came back. Yeah, it wasn't really that good then. Yeah, but I agree. And, and I, I don't think you need that Peter caveat. Osgood.
0: Peter Osgood.
3: Peter yeah, example. There's yeah. a lot
1: of examples on that. I mean, do, do you think it's the injuries that have done for him, Adam?
3: I just think, yeah, like, look, he took so much abuse um, at Chelsea uh, in terms of what he had to, to handle in the Premier League that his, his body's now at a point where he can't do what he could, um, which is fair enough. Um, Chelsea sold him at exactly the right time. Um, so leave it there and, and you know, as I say, move on. And he wouldn't fit into Tuchel's football anyway. He doesn't press. He, he'd get showered up by Tuckle every week for not getting <laughs> and, and ignore him, of course, like <laughs> yeah. he used to with Sarri, didn't he? Dan? Yeah.
1: Yeah, also I think
2: if you know Chelsea look into what the impact Ronaldo's had at United, it's gonna be two very different players. Ronaldo's supreme athlete. Been see that goal he
1: scored, that volley?
2: Yeah. Incredible. It was, He's been it very nice with injuries fit. I just I just think it'll be a real utter cry if we sign him back. Let him See how his career in Madrid. It just, it's just is regression if we bring him back.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I love him to pieces, and I want to remember him as the one of the best players I've ever seen play at the club. Actually, is that but isn't this just a,
0: an idle rumor? Isn't this just a, you know utterly fabricated? This, this. Well, Real Madrid
3: do want him out because they're paying him a load of money, and yes. he's barely playing for them. And, and Ancelotti said that the problem Hazard's got at the moment is he's got a head coach who doesn't pick him. Who's picking other players ahead of him? um so Real Madrid are trying to probably shift him off their books because he's on a lot of money but um I'm not sure who would be willing to take him on that money I can um, tell you who, Newcastle <laughs> yeah. there's a, can you see Eden Hazard going Newcastle in January if they're in the bottom no
2: but 500 grand a week might make that weather well a little bit better to cope with
1: yeah, definitely interesting stuff. Uh, now I did promise J.K. that we would talk about the uh, well. I think there were two potential sendings off actually. Um, one was uh, uh, Hayden, who who frankly did Christensen studs up on the shin. Why did that not get sent off? And then uh, there's a you could say that Darlow could have gone for his uh, tripping up uh, um, Havertz in the box, but uh, I think Hayden was nailed on red for me, J.K. Why on earth didn't oh, T.N.E. send him off?
0: Oh, what I am, I am. Aghast and bemused at the idiocy of it once again, you know it went goes to VAR. All right, I mean, to, once again, to to, to give Tierney his due, he's up with play a lot. He was up there for the penalty, and I like that in a ref. You know, because I like them to, if they're fit enough and they get there and they make the decision, you you go with it. But well, even though it's frequently, you, when we it, it, look at it on on TV and we discover that in fact, yes, the goalkeeper did save it and it should have been a corner. And I find that whole process ridiculous that they, they say, no, it's an on field decision and you got it wrong. And the linesman didn't back you up or didn't see it or whatever, whatever happens. But in this instance, um it, it was exactly what happens every week. When we watch most of these games, whether we watch them live or on match of the day, there is a, uh, um, uh, a very energetic tackle. Uh, the referee gives a yellow card. we see it on var. the bloke's off the ground. he's he's played the man's leg. it's a leg breaking tackle, the potential of uh, terrible injuries of the player is enormous and he's sent off. Uh, and the referee goes over to the the screen and come you know once he sees it, he comes back and he changes the decision he's sent off. So in this instance he gives the yellow card goes to var. we all see, the awfulness of the tackle over and over again from five different angles. It gets worse and worse and worse. And what happens? Nothing. So, and it was a bloke called Coot. And David Coot, I think it was. So I don't, has he refed any games in the Premier League? Yeah. A few. First things. bald, as a... No, indeed, I, I, I've used that gag in my... Oh, uh, sorry. It's okay, it's okay. Um, but um, but um, is, he, is he a baldy? I don't know, actually. No, but, I
2: don't think um, he is. Is, is he, he? promoted recently, I think, from the uh, Championship.
0: Oh, is he? Right, right. So what was going on? Why didn't they... Why didn't he get sent off? Why did VAR, showing us at home, all the angles for the illegality of the challenge, it is clearly serious foul play, and what happens? Nothing. What the fuck?
1: I don't think there's anything to add to that, unless somebody's desperate to you, because I think you've just said it all, really, JK. Dan?
2: No, I was going to talk about the next sending off, but no, JK's. Okay, well, had. no,
1: let's talk about Dala. I, I mean, you know, probably he not. Was really. getting,
2: I don't think he was, he was getting away from goal, so I, I think it was a. It wasn't a clear goal-scoring opportunity. The angle that he took him down, where the ball was, and so on. I, I think it was the right decision.
3: They've also removed double jeopardy. They have. Yeah, well, they have. Yeah, 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 they
1: have. They have indeed. Uh, I was going to say if it was Werner that had gone down, it definitely wouldn't have been last man because they wouldn't have put it as a goal-scoring uh, position, really, would they? <laughs> uh, OK, we must move on, as we often have to do. And uh, before we do, uh, a quick plug for this week's football at football underscore prizes
0: competition. Sorry, may I just make one more refereeing thing? Yes. The strange, strangely named cursed whatever his name was, Kirst, Um actually pushed Havertz in the head onto the newcastle player i don't know if you saw that no no you didn't see none of you saw that no, no. Okay. you imagined that... it uh, 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 no i did not imagine <laughs> well your
1: my your stream was going down my stream went down before uh, just before the penalty was awarded so i didn't i didn't see the bloody Havertz uh, foul until uh, later but there you go
0: okay uh, Right. Okay, so, to say that was another sending off. By okay, the way,
1: right. So, this week's at football underscore prizes competition is the chance to win a signed and framed John Terry Chelsea T-shirt. It's like a blue shirt with his number on the back, but it's got his signature on it, which of course makes it incredibly valuable. Uh, now the tickets are four pounds ninety five pounds ninety uh, five p each, and the draw ends this Wednesday, third of November. To enter, go to footballprizes.co.uk. Forward slash product, forward slash John hyphen Terry hyphen frame hyphen uh, two. Now, I haven't looked to see how many tickets are left, but they have 99 tickets available and they do tend to go quite sharpish. So, you need to, if you want to have a chance of winning this in the draw, you need to get on it and get on it now. Uh, and while I'm at it, uh, CFC UK, the best fanzine in the world. Uh, there is a copy floating around at the moment. I think it has Matthew Harding on the cover, but there'll be a new one. Uh, I think we've got to do uh So the deadline's a week on Friday, according to DJ. So there'll be another one winging its way to you soon after that. Now, here's the thing: I mean, obviously everybody knows you can get it at the Fulham, you know, the stand that's opposite Fulham Broadway tube. uh So that's lovely if you can do that. But if you know many of you don't get anywhere near Stamford Bridge on a match day, but you can subscribe uh, if in the UK. Uh, it'll cost you 16 quid a year subscription. That's 10 issues, minimum of ten issues. Individual copies cost two pounds each. If you're in Europe, it's 35 quid. If you're in the rest of the world, it's 45 quid. Um you can also get it digitally. So if you want a PDF version of it, uh that's six quid for the season. Uh, individual issues are one pound. To do all of the to, to get on board with all this, it's easy. You just uh, email fanzine at cfcuk.net um you can pay by pay- paypal to that uh, email address as well if you you know you'll need the, uh, dave will need your email address and your full address if you if you're going to get a hard copy so best to email fanzine at cfcuk.net there you go now we'll be back in a minute
0: eine Frage wie schnell war der Aufschlag 150 kmh wie lang war der Drive 129 Meter. Wie lange hast du geschlafen? Oh, 7 Stunden 54 Minuten. Letzte Frage. Trainierst du deinen Körper und deinen Geist mit der Achtsamkeit? Ein? Ja, genau das mache ich. Wir alle haben Fragen und die neue Apple Watch Series Seven hat die Antworten auf dem bisher größten und fortschrittlichsten Display. Die Zukunft der Gesundheit am Handgelenk. Lieferinklusive möglich. Erfordert ein iPhone 6s oder neuer App aus dem App Store. Abo erforderlich.
2: Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. FootballFancast.com
1: Welcome back. This is the uh, Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stamford Chidge, and I've got the lovely Jonathan Kidd with me.
0: Great to be on the show. Thank you.
1: The marvellous uh, Dan Silver. Good to be here. And the very erudite Mr. Adam Newson.
3: Thanks for
1: having me. Good cast tonight. Good team out tonight. Uh, and talking of... I mean, it's interesting because there are four of us and my, my first point for uh, the second part of the show about the Newcastle match is... We were we were without four key players on Saturday, thanks to Mount going croc before you know the night before. So Werner, Lukaku, Kovacic and Mount, you know, quite possibly four players that would have started and, you know, okay, it was Newcastle, they are Hadaway and shite. This has to be said. But I tell you what it got me thinking, Adam. It got me thinking if you took four key players, like, you know, normal first eleven starters out of City or Liverpool, how do you think they might fare?
3: Um, if they were playing Newcastle... Well, very all. true, very true. <laughs> but, you know,
1: it's a valid point. In other words, what I'm really trying to say is I think our squad depth better than theirs.
3: It's definitely better than Liverpool's. Um, and you can make a, a strong case for City too, I think. Um Again, this is it's very much by design, obviously, but also we've got to, to throw in the element of, of Cobham saving the club loads of money and, and not actually having to spend loads on fringe players like they've done in the past. On, you know, Zappa, Costa... Etc. <laughs> um yeah, look, Chelsea have had these injuries at a favourable time um, as well. You know, the games haven't been the hardest. If this if this had happened at the beginning of the season, then maybe we would have had more issues. But um, it's you know credit to, to Turkel really that everyone in this squad can can be dropped in and, and perform at a really high level. Um, there's nobody particularly maybe Saul who struggled a little bit, but you kind of expect him to get better and. And yeah, there's 25 players there that you can all feel fairly confident are going to step up when when called upon and that's the best position to be in.
0: Adam, do you think we're beginning to play as well as we played towards the end of the season? Because I'm getting that feeling watching them. I, I just felt that they, they've, they're they beginning to step up a gear. I was mesmerised by the ability of getting the ball back from the Newcastle players, by that, that thing that they did so brilliantly in the in the Champions League of almost pushing the players the opposition off the off the pitch with giving mm-hmm. them no I no no way out but no no way out ball. So they could only play it back or it went or they lost it. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't or they played it forward to no one. That was three players just pushing them all out all the time, which is just a it's such a brilliant tactic. And and I there's I had a kind of joyous moment when that happened about three times in a row. I just thought, God, this team is so good. They're so well coached. So, there's no opportunity for them to, to 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 mount an attack. They, you know, they booted the ball out of the pitch and there was an element. Suddenly, Sam Maximum got the ball and he was crowded out. And there was one wonderful moment, by the way, where Rudiger just pushed Sam Maximum into the boards at the side. Did you see that? It was so brilliant. You just thought, and the referee did nothing about it. And I was thinking, surely that's a yellow card, surely, but. You know, A very on-brand
3: moment there for Tony Rudiger. That yeah,
0: one. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Well, as the he's got the two things now, hasn't he? The 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 great run down the pitch, which he did about three more times, um, uh, where, where nobody challenges him, and this and some challenge where you just think, I don't know how he got away with that, but you know, some push or some 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 barge or something that is completely serious foul play. But you know, okay, never mind. Um, but yeah, it was um. There were some lovely moments in it. And I don't, this wasn't necessarily, um, uh, I think it was mostly in the second half, actually, because we just upped our game so much. It was also, as I say, it was once again, really, really, uh, really so pleased with the Adoy for his taking people on, which is exactly what we've been talking about in the fan cast for the last two years or even more since he came into the team, since he got a, his injury and he wasn't doing it. This ability that he has to take people on at pace and skin them and then get the ball in or pass it make a decent pass to somebody and he was doing that and it was just you thought yes another part of the cog that is working and i just the the the, the more they play the 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 more they resemble the team that won the champions league and the, and they start getting they play even better than that the the more i just think they 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 can they can everything in front of them they'll just still just win it I, i'm i'm so convinced of that
1: dan you uh, you look poised
2: yeah, just about Callum. as you know, JK was say he finally played in his best position and the talent that he's had from the Academy before his injury is finally coming to fruition. Mm. And Tuchel has been on his case a lot and in public and say he said he's he's doing the right thing. He's making himself almost unjropable at the moment as part of the front three. Because he, he... He's just really, really loving playing football now, isn't he? He's got that well, smile back in his face, he's got that confidence, yeah. he's not worried right about getting the odd kick, which obviously maybe been the back of his mind post the injury, he just seems to be really
1: on fire. Nothing would make me happier than to see him really nail it because I think actually out of all of them, he's got the most talent. You know, naturally got the most talent. If only we can make it work and unlock it because I think, uh, you know, for all the, the, shall I say it again, brouhaha about his potential (laughs) move to Bayern Munich. Bayern (laughs) Munich are not stupid. They wouldn't be looking to shell out that kind of money on a dud. You know, they know what a good player he could be. So I really hope he does. Um, I just want to quickly say about Silver because we don't mention him enough. But Uh. one of the things, you know, I I went into the game feeling worried about, you know, Newcastle using this tactic and hitting us on the break. JK and I were talking on Friday about how good uh, Callum Wilson and uh, Sam Maximan are and they are good players. What Silva does so brilliantly is he just reads the game so well. He snuffs out any of those breaks. He just snuffs them out. But more than that, he then sets up the next attack because his distribution, I tell you, the more I see this player, the more I think he's he's arguably up there as some of the best center backs I've ever seen. He is that good. He's world class. Snuffs out the danger, reads the game brilliantly, but his distribution is absolutely immense. He really is. And I don't I think we need to also, bear in mind of that. Now, before all of that, we were talking a little bit about Thomas Tuchel and how brilliant he is, and I totally agree. I mean, obviously, you know, duh, of course we do. But I'm just going to give you a few stats here to show you how brilliant Tuchel is being at the moment. I think J.K.'s point is fascinating, that J.K. feels that we're getting back to our best. I think it's better than that too, J.K., because I think what he's doing is he's, uh, he's, you know, he's evolving this team to one that's far more attack-minded and aggressive, and goal scoring minded whereas last season what he did was he just he, he shored up the defense this this season he's evolving the team but anyway uh they've made the second best defensive uh, ever defensive start to a Premier League season conceding just three goals in 10 games they they set their out that's I think one is the record under Mourinho in 10 games isn't it Mourinho's never won in the Premier League uh, uh, uh for Chelsea uh nor has well I. I I think Antonio, Antonio, Antonio Conte did. We shouldn't really mention him anymore, should we? But Conte and Lampard also struggled. We've been top of the league for a month now. So that's the uh, 2nd of October we went for top. This is a this is quite an interesting one. Of all the managers who have conceded, or teams have conceded three or less goals after 10 games, I've also got their goals scored position after 10 and final position. Big Ron did it in 85-86. 27 goals scored uh, first after 10, final position fourth. Fergie in 91-92... 18 goals scored, position after 10 first, final position second. John Gregory, uh, 98-99, goal scored 11, position after 10 first, final position sixth. Mourinho, 04-05, goals scored 12, position after 10 second, final position first. Fergie again in uh, 07-08, goal scored 15, position after 10 uh, first, final position first. Ancelotti in 10-11. 27 goals scored. Position after 10 first. Final position second. Guardiola, 18-19. 27 goals scored. Position after 10 first. Final position first. And Tuchel, this season, we've scored 26 goals. We're obviously first after 10. Where will we finish? That's the question, isn't it? But Adam, I know you wanted to come in with something, so I shall park that for a second.
3: Yeah, I was just going to say on the press that J.K. was talking about and how it's sort of looking back at the levels it was last season, and is that because Lukaku's not playing? And look, I'm not going to be the guy who comes and says, "Oh, Don't Lukaku be that made... guy! Don't be look, that look. guy! Lukaku's brilliant and he is going to win Chelsea games on his own, I'm absolutely sure. But he does not press as relentlessly as Havertz does or as any of the other attacking players do at Chelsea. And that is the conundrum that Tuchel still has to solve is when you've got Lukaku in there, how do you press as efficiently and effectively as you do when he's not? Um, and maybe the acceptance is you don't, but then you don't see what JK was saying, that the swarming of players as, as as done as well, basically.
1: There we go. Stunned into silence, Adam, by that one, because none of us can answer it. Well, I, I think we know what oh, the answer is. I agree. Well, we know I what agree. the answer is. Yeah. You know, don't, that, don't that, ever pick Lukaku no, the answer is, is that <laughs> if you pick Lukaku you do lose that press which means the opposition get more of the ball, ball which means they're more of a threat to us so you have to rely on your defence more so you have to accept that and I think that's possibly why he plays you know, the two defensive midfielders which I get really pissed off with because I'm thinking you can't create enough with these guys but I tell you what, it is a massive conundrum and I'm glad I'm not Thomas Tuchel because he's the one that has to sort that out then yeah but then if you've
2: got it balls into box from Callum into Lukaku. You're going to, you know, we, it's sort of game where if Chelsea score first goal with Lukaku, they are probably get to gun and win comfortably. It gets to the point where it gets to 60, 70 minutes, then there's, then we'll struggle. But I just think with the attacking flair that we've got, Mount, Havertz, Berner, Lukaku, we're, we're going to cause people a lot of problems. And we're very, we can keep the ball very well as well, can't we? You know, it's all very well us pressing, but we're also very good at keeping the ball for a long time and passing around until we get an opportunity. So, it's, you know, it, yeah, they wouldn't have spent £98 million on the car if, if Tupel
1: didn't have a plan. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's a conundrum, isn't it? But that's what he gets paid the big bucks to uh, sort out. And I mean, I have to say, you know, every time somebody asks a question of him, he, he, he indubitably has the answer, like he did in the second half this time. I'd love to know what that tactical tweet was. I really would, but never mind. Anyway, I teed that up, uh, Adam, a minute ago, didn't I, by saying question mark for final position. I, I, i you know, if we kind of like wrap up everything we've been talking about for the last ten minutes, you know, the squad depth, the way he's evolving the side, uh, the way we're playing, the experience we've got, the youngsters from Cobham, so there's, we've got everything at the moment, apart from, I, arguably, you know, you could say a, 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 a goal scoring striker or two or three, because that's that's the only weak point in the season so far, whether we like it or not, but I mean. Are you? I mean, I'm a bit with Tuchel on this. I think it's way too early to call it because we know that there's a. I mean, I, I mean, I know that I'm skipping ahead here, but um, you know, we got the Caribou Cup draw because we got through that. I mean, we've got ten games. Is it in in uh, December? Watford away, West Ham away, Zenit away, Leeds home, Everton at home, Wolves away, Brentford away in the cup, Aston Villa away, Brighton at home. I mean. You know, I would suggest that we're good enough to win most of those matches, even though it's a bit of a horrible fixture list. But listen to this. In January, we then have Liverpool at home. We've got possibly a Carabao semi, then FA Cup third round, City away, Spurs at home, Brighton away, Arsenal at home. That's January to February. And for a lot of that time, we're likely to be without Mendy and, of course, Ziyech. But Mendy would be the bigger worry.
3: Um, and but, uh, you could have the Club World Cup as well.
1: And we could have the Club World Cup as well, although that might be on the end of that. But I mean, the Liverpool City games, Spurs may be on a bounce up by then. Brighton are a bloody good team, given what they did to Liverpool. Arsenal are back on the up. That's a really horrible run of fixtures in the new year, having just had 10 games in December.
3: Yeah, I think this is why Tuchel is, is keen to just keep a lid on things, because that, that well probably be December to February. Run is going to be intense for that squad. And we've been talking about the squad depth and how how good it is. But that's going to be the absolute ultimate test because there's a very, very strong chance Chelsea could end up playing 25 games between uh, December and February, which is a ridiculous workload for a group that's also going to be hoping to go deep in the Champions League and sustain a Premier League title bid. Um, so, yeah, let, let, let's not go overboard. I think all the ingredients are there. You saw it Newcastle game that Chelsea have struggled in. Um, recently over the years, that this team is mature enough to go and win and, and do it convincingly. But whilst you've got this on the horizon, you know, and you know look, Chelsea's recording at uh, time isn't exactly stellar over the years as well. There's been a, a lot of examples of things going wrong. Um, no, you know, think back to Lampard. So, um, yeah, Chelsea can win the title, I think, but there's a lot of caveats to, to that statement.
1: Mm. I mean, my old mucker... Paul Crowder, Mr. Crowderville himself, the lovely Paul. Hello, Paul. Looking forward to seeing you actually at the Brighton uh, home game uh, just after Christmas. But uh, he says the run after after that is much easier until May, and he's right. Actually, I mean the, the the hardest match we've got is I think it might be the penultimate match, which is against United away. But other than that, it's 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 not too bad. Uh, but Dan, do you want to come in?
2: Yeah, I just think listen, with any other. Best position to be in right now. Any other team want to be top of the league. And given the weekend fixtures when United, City, and Liverpool, West Ham, those teams are going to drop points, might just have a little bit of breathing space come, sort of close the play on Sunday. Mm. So we're in a good, we're in a good, great position to be in. And as we say, we're probably not even on top form yet. Yeah. We're on good form, but we're not on top form.
1: Well, I think the key to it is again, I, I mean, I go back to what we were talking about before with a brilliant question uh, raised indeed about. Uh, what do we do about Lukaku and Verna? And if he can, if he can figure that out, if he can get, you know, if he can get those two scoring without losing anything, or, or manage to deal with the, you know, the, the lack of press that you get from uh, from Lukaku, he I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, that's why Lukaku and Verna are, 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 or I or or Lukaku and Havertz even are, are a really good pairing because what you you do is you get Werner or Havertz to do the pressing for Lukaku in a way. Maybe that's the solution, but if he can get those two scoring, then bloody hell, we will be something else. I think. Um, uh, J.K. I'm delighted to tell you there yeah. is a song for Tommy Tuchel.
0: Is this n- n- not the old song that has been was Lampard? Yeah, it's a rebrand. Song. Yeah, it's a rehash. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not pleased. No, I want I want something original for him. I but want well, I, I want your song, Judge. Yeah, your song. I want my song. It was great. I know. But, you know. I I find this rehashing of old stuff we've got you know he, we, he's all we need they rhyme need with league and they you know and they get two other players that you know we've got we have enough Timo bloody Werner bloody old songs you know Timo we've got Timo and what is it the other the other um we've got and you know rather that Havertz was included I know he's silky German I think
1: songs. that's a brilliant song I, I, oh, I love really? it it's, yeah. I love
0: it it's not being sung enough
1: but that's, that's a proper song because it's, yeah. I've never heard that anywhere else. That's, that's quality, that is.
0: I've heard bits of it in other clubs. Have you? I think, yeah, yeah. But it, but it nonetheless is. I thought it's
1: Belinda Carlisle was more exclusively Chelsea, really.
0: I would hope so. I would hope so. I would so. like
1: to claim her as one of our own.
0: Yeah, I, I think And, and a probably, lot more besides, actually. I think she probably is a Chelsea fan. We should ask our, our friends over the pond whether Belinda Carlisle supports Chelsea. I'd like that very much. I she bet did.
1: she's a go goer. Yeah,
0: very clever. Very on, clever. It was originally with the Go-Go's, of course, for those who don't.
1: For those who think I'm just being misogynistic, yeah, fo- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Not even by, t- by talking about her, her sexual proclivities, mm-hmm. but you weren't. You were talking about a band she was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> somebody wanted to somebody, <laughs> somebody <laughs> thought, put their hand yeah. up then. I thought I'd I just can...
1: leave you hanging there for a minute. Get out of party. this
0: moment. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. yeah. But, um, but so you, you
1: don't approve of the Tommy Tuchel song?
0: No, but it's it's blazy. There is it isn't a Tommy Tuchel song. It's a an old version, and then it's talking. We need a you know. I'd rather even have oh Tommy, 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 I'm Tuchel specifically for him, not an old when he's mentioned in it. That's not good enough, is it? Really for me. I mean, I want, I want. Um, oh my
1: and... God! Sorry, breaking news. Sorry, this trumps you massively. But Paul Paul Crowder says I'll ask Kathy, the bass player. We were in a band together in the nineties. But um, ah. tush. <laughs> hey. hey! send her send her my number Paul that's all you need to do that's enough said um anyway uh yeah so um well okay I'm with JK on this I think the only and the best Thomas Tuchel song is the one that I did that I sang on the show at much uh, cost personally uh in humiliation but I did sing the sing the song and I thought it was rather good but of course you know you don't get these songs going unless you you're in the pub on a train or in the ground it just doesn't happen so uh, that ain't going to see the light of day. Now, listen. I want to talk about something probably more important, really, um, which is kind of odd, isn't it? The, I mean, you know, Reece James was fantastic. I would imagine is a shoe in for man of the match and the and the and the Guinness moment this week. But you could say, arguably, the best performance by a Chelsea player this weekend was, in fact, Conor Gallagher. Uh, in when when Palace beat City two 0 I mean, he was absolutely left, right, and set front and center in that match. He was brilliant. From the highlights, admittedly, just the highlights I saw. And, you know, we've been saying it on this show for weeks, what we what this team needs, what this team doesn't have, is a genuine box-to-box midfielder who can score. And I think it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I've been desperately trying to compare, uh, and have done on the show, compare Mason Mount to Frank Lampard as the heir to the Frank Lampard throne for about a year and a half now, two years now. I got it all wrong. I think it's Conor Gallagher. I mean, the way he put that goal away against Palace... That was Lampard esque. The way he gets into the or box Palace. late, yeah. yeah, the way he gets to the box late, pure Lampard. Some of his passing, I mean, he, he could be the heir to Lampard's throne. Who would like to respond to that one first?
2: I think he's a terrific talent. I mean, he just such an engine on him. Just just so impressed. Every time I've seen him, he's just been really good. And I think, I think, um, Kevin Day, who does another podcast, was saying how good he was. Saying it just, you know, we got it. Just it just takes him to another level. Another superb column talent and a great loan last season. Last season was at Swansea, wasn't he?
3: West Brom, West Brom,
2: West Brom. Yeah, and before that, Swansea. So he's he's another one that's going to. Chelsea have to really make some decisions about him come May because he's clearly a talent. Knows where the ball is. Knows where knows where the goal is. I Love him. He's proper Chelsea. And he's hard. He gets stuck in. He seems a really good all-round midfielder.
0: He shoots from strange angles as well, doesn't he? Which is really great. He he, he whips it round. He'll, he'll have his back to goal and have a, he'll have a go. And uh, and nine times out of ten, you, you catch him out because of the angles he comes yeah. from. Yeah. And
2: respectfully, he's not in a top Premier League team. He's really more than heading shots by everybody else. He's really standing out. Mm.
1: Adam, in you know. I really desperately want to see Conor Gallagher come back next season and and you know get game time for Chelsea because I I, I mean I really do think he he, he looks the he's the first player I've seen that's come through since Lampard who looks like he could do it. I mean you know he's not Frank Lampard. Let's be obvious, on, honest. But obviously he could do that kind of job. What do you think?
3: Yeah, yeah, he's not Frank Lampard, uh, but he definitely has the characteristics. There's only two
1: Frank Lampards.
3: <laughs> He definitely has the characteristics uh, of of, of Lampard's game in that respect. And yeah, I'd love him to come back next summer uh, and be incorporated by Tuchel. Um, Tuchel liked him this summer by all accounts, but couldn't guarantee him minutes, essentially. Uh, So I don't think that door is closed. Um, But as much as it pains me to say this, you know, it's Chelsea and we all thought there was a very strong chance of Mark Gurley coming back this summer uh, and being incorporated. And he got sold, obviously, so. I do think there's a a very interesting dilemma emerging for Chelsea over the next two years, I would say, because you've got Gallagher, you've got Gilmore, you've got Livermento with the buyback, you've got Tino Andrian having made a very good start at Lokomotiv Moscow, who if they sign him, you'll have a buyback on him too. You've got uh, Levi Colwell doing very, very well at Huddersfield. You've got Ruben back in the fold. I mean, it's not out of this world to say you could have 10 academy grads in a Chelsea squad because I think the talent is all there. It's whether or not the club really want to commit to this, um, which is always going to be the problem because, you know, Chelsea do like their shiny new objects and and hey, there's a lot of fancy like that too. So, um, But I do think if Chelsea played this right, they could have a squad which contained sort of 10, 11 lads who've been at the club since they were teenagers or younger.
1: Wow, that'd be something we've not seen since 1976-7, I would have thought, actually, thinking of it. Or in fact, even more than that.
0: 1959. I'd... Good point. Yeah,
1: yeah. Drake's ducklings. Uh, Dan, you did... you I'm did, uh, yeah, like um, a... just
2: going to say, we come and look at our current midfielders, Jorginho, Kovacic and Angolo. I'm putting get shot down here, but given Angolo's injury record, if Chelsea got a decent bid for him next summer, do we sell him?
3: No, no, <laughs> no he's, yeah, not he's for fine. me. Not for me because you, you 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 look at the level hit in the Champions League last season. There's not. He's ridiculous. And even if you get twenty games out of him, if you get twenty games at that level, you're yeah. worth it.
1: I think. I think the more salient point is is that you know Kante, Jorginho certainly aren't getting any younger. So that you know they're not going to be here much longer than a, than a couple of years. I would have thought. Um, Kovacic is still quite young. He's what, twenty-seven?
2: Twenty-seven, yeah. Is he twenty seven? Yeah. I think 26, 27. He's just transformed his game under two. Twenty seven, yeah. 27.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we got Kovacic for a while. But I'm I'm with you, Adam. I think, you know, the the the, the, the I mean I still I still think we've got an issue with Mount whether he's a midfielder or, or an attack player. I, I mean I still don't really know. But let's park him for aside. You've got you've got Loftus cheek, you know, Billy Gilmore potentially coming in, Connor Gallagher. I mean that's some midfield, I think, in about three years' time. And that would be wonderful to see.
3: I think people have, have looked at what's happened at, be- at Billy at Norwich and have probably taken it too literally. I mean, this is a guy who, if you drop him into the Chelsea team, he can produce a performance. Maybe going to Norwich isn't exactly the best environment for him to thrive in. And if that seemingly is the case. Then Chelsea have a decision to make in January. Although I could say t- t- today that he wasn't going to make anything yeah, hastily.
1: But what do you think about what he said? Because I didn't believe a word of what he said, frankly. I think
3: he had to say that. I think if, yeah, I, if I'm look, too
1: cool, I'm pissed off about what's happening with Billy Gilmore.
3: I mean, I'm sure there is an element that he is a bit frustrated because I think Chelsea entrusted Norwich and, and Daniel Parker to develop him. And, and Daniel Parker then comes out for, with quotes of... I'm not here to develop other club's players. So, well, mate, if you're taking him on loan from Chelsea, there's an expectation that you do that. Yeah. He's being a lying
1: um, farker, mate.
3: So, <laughs> so I imagine Chelsea will review the situation. Obviously, look, there's no point in Tuchel saying, "Oh, we're going to recall him now," because, as you say, that what, what motivation is there for Norwich Centre to play him at all? Um, so yeah, Tuchel may have been being a touch diplomatic, but I imagine Chelsea will look at it closer to the time. Maybe Gilmore is in the team at that point, but look, I. As I said, you, Billy Gilmore's a kid you can drop into this Chelsea team at 18 years old against Liverpool in an FA Cup tie, and he can absolutely run the game. So there's no doubts about his quality in my mind. So I have no qualms about him coming back, even if he doesn't shine at Norwich.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it was really fascinating uh, talking to Rob Butler the other week, wasn't it, JK, about uh, he's a Norwich fan, BBC oh. correspondent for Norwich, and, and yeah. he, none of the fans there can understand why he's not playing. They know how good he is. They think yeah. it's insane. They, they're mental about it, aren't they, J.K.?
0: Yeah, to to an extent that they're doubting Fark Fark Farks Farker Farker. Fark! I'm so sorry. Stupid Farker. <laughs> yes, stupid, stupid Farkas. Farkas. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's such a great gag. It just never ever gets old, does it? Uh...
0: My mother used to play table tennis with a doubles partner from Hungary called Gizi Farkas, So they must be related in some way. Do you know that always
1: no. reminds me of that wonderful um, Douglas Bader joke. Where he went to do a speech, at a girls' public school, somewhere like Rodine or something, and uh, he was talking about he was in a dogfight with some uh, German planes. Says, anyway, so I was in my plane, and these two fuckers they were, were tailing me. And the, and the headmistress <laughs> said, "Do you mean do you mean uh, fuckers?" He said, "No, no, they were fuckers." <laughs> <laughs> it's just brilliant, or something like that. Anyway, what yeah, was that? Yeah, Jake? yeah. yeah. Did we digressed again.
0: Yeah, we as as, as usual. Um, uh, I don't know. I can't remember where we were.
1: All right, no knee worries. I think we've covered that perfectly. Um, I just kind of kind of want to wrap up, really. Uh, you know, this weekend. I mean, it was a, just a cracking weekend. I mean, I could. I mean, it absolutely northed up my my Premier League predictions. But I mean, it doesn't take a lot for my Premier League predictions to go wrong at the moment. But I couldn't have been happier seeing Liverpool draw. With uh, Brighton, who clearly are a decent side, and actually, uh, you could, you know, they're very unlucky not to win it. Uh, I mean, it was offside, but they could have been 3 2 up. And Palace were brilliant against uh, City, although obviously they rode their luck, but they deserved to win. So that meant we went three points clear of Liverpool, five clear of City, and then just to cap it all, that absolute meltdown uh, from Spurs, which is just wonderful to see. I mean, as I said, if Carlsberg did great Saturdays, that would have been it, JK.
0: It was terrific, and uh, especially since it's... Well, I suppose the negative is that um, Nuno going means that, um, that they'll probably get Conte. I don't know, has that been confirmed yet? Because um, it's, it's been...
2: imminent, passed. but the di- difference is, J.K., yeah. Conte took a team of champions over, even though it had a fractured season with Mourinho, this was a team of champions with John Terry, Champions League winning players. Yeah, yeah, that no, team completely. is just... Yeah, They're really awful. Aren't <laughs> they? But also,
0: I can unless he's backed. You know, his 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 um, uh, his his previous um, his form is that he only goes to clubs that he stays at clubs that back him in the transfer market. And um, I'm I'm I how much more money will uh, will Levy spend? Um, I'm not convinced he will. They're so in debt because of the ground that. Uh, I think he'll just they'll they'll try and re- if he goes re- change the results and there will be some kind of reaction because he's a very very good manager, but he's um, he's very peculiar. His uh, his his desire to have conflict with the board or with anybody is just you can g- just go back year after year unless he gets his own way. He's uh, um, he'll he'll create a toxic environment. I'm afraid.
2: Daniel you believe he's not? Renowned
0: for giving up, is it? Yeah.
1: No, it's going to yeah, end. In, it... It's going to end in tears, there, isn't it? Yeah, it must. It We're we going to buy. laugh. I can't. can't wait. Uh, Adam, you're you're quite close to your Spurs buddies, but I mean, you know, by all means, talk about the fact that we've opened up a three and a five point gap between uh, Liverpool and City, which I think I think you know even at this stage is important.
3: Yeah, it just gives you know Charles a bit of breathing room. Uh, I did think it was funny. Tuchel was asked about this twice, I think, in his post-match press conference, and he basically said, "We're not going to celebrate other teams' results, so yeah, let's not that. worry about that." Um, Tottenham, look, as JK said, Conte's a brilliant, brilliant coach. He is going to make Tottenham a lot better and probably very quickly. But you know, he's going to fall out with Daniel Levy. I think is yeah. inevitable. Um, Spurs. Spurs had. This isn't a Spurs podcast. We don't have to go too deep on it. Daniel Levy made a massive, massive mistake when he ditched Pochettino. He should never have done that. They had an absolute once-in-a-generation coach for them who transformed the club, and at the first sign of genuine trouble, he ditched him. So unlucky.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. Serves them right. Um, By the way, breaking news, the lovely Paul Crowder, who's getting far too much airtime in this show, but actually I love Paul, so it doesn't matter. But he's actually, f- thankfully, the voice of reason here. He Nothing about the football, obviously. It's about my Douglas Bader joke. Uh, the punchline, Chidge, is, I was being chased by the two Fokkers, ETC, ETC. Teacher says, a reminder, children, Fokker is the name of the German aircraft. No, Miss Bader says, these Fokkers were measurements. Badum, tush. Thank you. That deserved a proper airing. Uh, Right, now we've got to go uh, to a little break uh, for part three is coming up next with the fannies and all of that. But before we do, uh, our usual weekly mention of the Chelsea Supporters' Trust, Dan. And I've got Dan on. Dan, who is a more important member of the Chelsea Supporters' Trust than what I am these days. Why should people join the Supporters' Trust, Dan?
2: Because your voices need to be heard and we're the people to make your voices heard. We'll talk to the club, we'll fight your battles. Join now. If you haven't joined, join now. We have regular meetings. The club, we're very important. Oh, Come yeah. on. That's not bad. Come on. I,
1: I landed that on you. That was pretty good. Not bad at all. We just had our yeah, elections, by was, the way. That was, that was really yeah. good.
0: I was really horrid of you, actually. I know, Chief. but that's the kind of guy
1: I am. That's how I roll. I'm a press spokesman for that. Dude, now. I, on, I, I trained the man. I trained the man. I knew yeah. he could take oh, okay.
0: it. Okay. Okay. Anyway,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, we just had our elections. Dan and I have been uh, voted back on. So thank you for everybody who voted for us. Very much appreciated, appreciated as always. We've got some nice, interesting new people on the board as well, Dan, haven't we? Chris, yeah, Chris Wright. Yeah. Yeah. Like looking forward to working with him. That'll be good. So we've got our first board meeting tomorrow. No, Wednesday night. Wednesday. Wasn't. Yeah. So that'll be fun. But yeah, I mean, Dan's right. It's very important to to try and get involved if you can, um, because we generally do, uh, you know, try and act on, on your behalf as supporters. It's five quid to be a member. Um, that means you can vote in the elections. You can raise a motion at the AGM, come to any meetings that we have. You also get a nice, shiny, lovely badge as well, which you can wear with pride, as so many do. Uh, If you want to sign up, it's easy. Go to ChelseaSupportersTrust.com. There you go. Sign up today. And, of course, while you're at it, get yourself a CPO Chelsea pitch owner's share, indeed. And if you do that, you'll be unique because no other club in the world has a scheme like us, which means that supporters actually own the ground through share ownership. And, again, they're about 110 quid for an electronic share up to about 173 quid. For a frame share, again, go to the club website and look for Chelsea Pitch Owners and you'll find out all the information about how to buy one right there. Right, right. we are going to be back in a minute or two and it'll be Fanny's time.
0: Oh, I still haven't got you a sting for it, Gidge. No, Sorry.
1: you haven't, but that's all right. Okay, you ready? Straight in?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: I was just about to find them first, hadn't I? Nope. Do- uh, 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 uh. That was a lovely um, quote. I don't know if anybody saw this on Twitter, uh, but I shall, I shall, uh, I shall bookmark it. But actually, I'll just read it to you now. Actually, but Die found this. This is Conte question to- uh, Conte on Tottenham in 2017 when he was the Chelsea manager. If Tottenham don't win the title, it's not a tragedy. If they don't arrive in the Champions League, it's not a tragedy. If they go out in the first round of the Champions League, it's not a tragedy. If they go out after the first game that they play in the Europa League, it's not a tragedy. Maybe for Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City, Man United, and I don't know Liverpool, it is a tragedy. <laughs> I think every Spurs fan needs to see that. Yeah. That's worse than saying you've got plastic flags.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Real fans,
2: real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea.
0: FootballFancast.com.
1: Okay, welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge, and as ever, I'm joined by the delightful Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Whoop. The equally delightful uh, Dan Silver. Hello. And the very, very delightful Adam Newsom. Hello. There we go. Uh, and as you all know, part three means only one thing. It means time for the results of this week's fannies. And as ever, first up, Man of the Match. The nominations, which, by the way, it's the Discord people. The people in our Discord group do a great job right after the match. They're all in there, putting in their nominations. They're absolutely fantastic. And the nominations for the Man of the Match were, what a surprise, Reese James, uh, Callum hudson Adoy, and Jorginho, actually, um, I feel a bit sorry for Hudson and Doyle and Jorginho. They were never going to stand a chance. Um, I presume JKU voted for Reese.
0: Yes, I did. Yes.
1: Are we are we are we are we unanimous in Reese.
0: Yes. Well, I am unanimous. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be Reese. Although um, yeah. Jorginho and so, Callum did both play very well.
1: They did, didn't they? But you're right. Uh, anyway, the the people of Twitter voted uh basically 94% voted for Rhys James as man of the match which I completely understand. Uh, Callum got 4%, Jorginho got 2 but it was only ever going to be one winner. Um I wonder what the the result would have been confusing for the next one although the, I'm going to do the salary moment first, okay? So the nominations for the salary moment were uh Barkley uh Ross Barkley stepovers by which I mean he did this I mean Adam was there I'd love to know what Adam's reaction to it was. What what did you think of Barkley stepover moment?
3: I thought they were very slow, <laughs> but hey, free to up, Why not? Why not? I I
1: I looked at it and I thought maybe it's a bit like an android or a robot when their wires, you know, fire, you know, go, get completely crunched or something. It was like he got stuck in a moment and he, you know, he couldn't couldn't remember what he did next. You know, like oh, I was supposed to kick the ball. It was absolutely surreal and very silly, which is why I got nominated as a salary moment, Dan.
2: 100% agree. It's almost
3: like he's trying to do like the robot. It's weird. It's
1: it?
2: Yeah, I think yeah. it just
3: perplexed everybody because Newcastle players just sort of stood there and watched. They were mesmerised. Yeah,
1: they did. They were probably thinking, "I can't believe anybody's being this stupid," but there they were. You
3: know? I was
0: waiting for the ball to be kicked away, you know, as normally happens with their kind of crap stepovers, where somebody just boots you and the. Yeah, I'd have uh, done that. In, yeah, that's what you, I used to do. Yeah, yeah. you'd have gone, fuck
1: I'm, off. I'm having you, yeah. son. Yeah. yeah. Basically. No talent, but a lot of attitude. Uh, that's not Barkley. That's me, by the way. Um, mm. Anyway, uh, so there we go. Barkley Stepover has got a nomination. Uh, the Away support, uh, which was, um, I thought, just stupendous. And I mean, one of the lovely things since has been looking on Twitter at all of my mates who went up there, stayed up there, having an absolutely brilliant time. Some great shots of people who were massively uh, just hung over. I mean, I told you, it's a great it's a great weekend away up in Newcastle and uh, I think it's well loved by Chelsea supporters and they had a great time, but they certainly made their voices heard in the stadium, didn't they, Adam? You were there, you would have heard
3: them. Yeah, they were great. And obviously, you know, you know where they are. They're absolutely up in the gods, but um, no, they were fantastic. And as, as JK may not like it, that Thomas Tuchel song got about 20 minutes continuously. Uh, in, of course last...
0: it did. I heard it. I even heard it on my feed. But I was trying to make out. I couldn't make out. I just, you know, I thought it's Tommy Tutko. Yeah, you know. By the way, why isn't the Rhys James song? There is nothing like Rhys James. James. There's nothing, nothing in the in world. world. There is nothing like Rhys. Why isn't that take? What? Because the, I heard a Rhys James, which was just a, you know, Rhys James, Rhys James, or something. Come on, let's go with the with these clever songs. They don't
1: like show tunes, JK. They're not all no, they're like not, us, mate. They're no, not.
0: They're, they're not, not all like us, love. No, can't, not, no.
1: No, not see the jazz hands. No, they can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor old JK. He's he's looking more miserable by the moment as the, the longer we go on, it's just you know, not, well, not, I mean, not you know, working I, for him tonight, really.
0: You know, I know. It's, well, I just want these the, I want the creativity of these songs being created to be rewarded,
1: you know. Who well, came up with that one? I'd love to know who came up with I'd that like
0: one. To, a brilliant, a brilliant yeah. one. That's absolutely brilliant, but yeah. nobody's singing
1: it. No, I know. Anyway, the Away support gets a, a nomination and well-deserved too. Now, the other one might... might. I suspect most people on Twitter have no idea what in the hell... I'm going to actually ask these guys. So they probably won't know. Dan, what's Mr Stick going AWOL mean to you?
2: Pete Trent
0: going away? Nope, nope. <laughs> JK? Um, well, Mr Stick is on di- the Discord Ah. Group, ah so uh, ah, I presume it means that he was... Um, ah, he wasn't there.
1: Well, indeed, indeed. Uh, shortly before kickoff. Uh, as we all gathered in Discord to have a bit of a pre-match chat, it was noticed that the the legend that is Mr Stick, the, the legend because he 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 posts a hell of a lot. It's it's a continuous stream of consciousness, really. Lots of video, lots of, puts lots of tactical analyses up there. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. loves is in love with Christian Pulisic, and and Stick has tremendous fun, and he's been. Uh, uh, I mean, a real fat rock in the in the Discord group, and uh, is well-liked, and uh, we have a lot of fun. We do take the piss out of him a fair bit, but that's kind of all fair and love and war, isn't it? But uh, anyway, it appeared that not only was Mr. Stick not in Discord, he had left. He had gone. He was no longer a member of Discord, and this caused a bit of consternation in the Discord groups, like, what's happening? Where's Mr. Stick gone? Um, and we were a bit worried about him, you know? Um, so there we go. So but everybody was coming up with some quite funny remarks as to what, where he might have gone and stuff. And it all caused a lot of hilarity. So he gets a nomination. As, as, as it happens, I happened to get a message because I also belong to the London is Blue Discord group. And I got a notification on my phone and it was from Mr. Stick. And I thought, hello, you traitor. What are you doing in there? And I didn't say that. I just said, fancy seeing you here, Mr. Stick. And the shock in his response was quite hilarious. But uh, apparently I can tell the people who are listening to the show who belong to the Discord group, don't worry, Mr. Stick still loves us. He will be coming back shortly. And then when he does come back, we can then call him a traitor for joining the other group and leaving ours. But there you go. So that got a nomination. Uh, We're we're petty and we're silly and we often do weird things and that was one of them. Um, This is interesting. This is a close run thing. And Mr. Stick obviously is not close. He got 8%. But the away support got 41% and Barkley stepovers got 51%, which I think is not a bad shout, actually. That was a moment of quite, I mean, I'd i say, definitely comedy on the pitch. You know, very silly thing. wasn't proper Chelsea, but it was comedy. So I'm all for a bit of comedy. Right, last uh, last one is the Guinness moment, which, of course, is for a moment of genius-like flair and brilliance that uh, arouses me in a slightly sexual manner. Uh, and the nominations, you will not be surprised to hear, were uh, Rhys James' first goal. Reese James's second goal and then I was struggling because there weren't any other moments really that got me mildly aroused although I do have to say that Ziyech's goal that was disallowed before I realised that he was half a yard offside I thought it was a goal and I did, you know, get a bit moist let's put it like that so uh, he gets the third nomination and uh, therefore he he only got 11% you'll not be surprised to hear so who do you think, boys out of the first goal and the second goal what, what, what would you have voted for, JK? What did you vote for? First goal Okay. Dan? First
2: goal, because that was most salad. They'd be wanking all over it for weeks. It incredible technique and finish.
3: Mm. Absolutely superb goal. Mm. Uh, Adam? Yeah, first goal. Okay. First goal. Watching it in the stadium, bloody hell. I didn't, I just thought it was good. I thought it was flying over yeah. and then just got top corner. Fantastic.
1: Top bins. Uh, well, the first goal did win. It got 63%. The second goal got 26. I actually think the second goal was better. I'm not trying to be controversial for the sake of it. Because I, I think you know. I mean, I know, I know the first goal goal was off his allegedly weaker foot. I, I don't think it's his weaker foot, funnily enough. Um, but he had time, you know. It was more measured, it was controlled. Whereas the, the other one just came to him and he just walloped it first time. And I thought that was just brilliant. He hits that ball bloody hard. I love Tuchel's expression. He, he's like a horse kick.
3: He's not, he he's not like wrong. a horse. Yeah. He shoots like a horse. Yeah. Which is I've never seen a horse take a shot, but there we go.
0: I think it's the emphasis of the, the first goal. It was so out of the blue. It, so, it was, so that's why it was, uh, oh, oh, was the second goal. You went, oh, wow. You know, because you'd already seen him do it once. So I think that's why the first goal is more arousing uh, it for me. Yeah, I was I was definitely aroused yeah. by it.
1: OK, yeah. I accept that. That's fair enough. Well, there you go. Well done, everybody who voted in the fannies. Well done uh, for the Discord lot who put it all together, which I love them doing. Uh, we've now got a question. Uh, a question from the Discord group. Uh, Kenroy, uh, lovely mate Kenroy, asked face: says, will Cundy ever make an appearance on the show? And I informed uh, Kenroy that Cundy's made many appearances on the show. He was one of our first guests when we used to do it in Putney Station. So he's been on the show live a couple of times. Uh, and, of course, now he works at Talk Sport. And uh, even though he's on air at 10, they have to be in there, you know, 8 o'clock, maybe a bit earlier. So there's just no way, you know, because we do the show on a Monday at 7 o'clock, so it ain't happening um, I must try and figure out a way to do it. But, it, you know, unless he's free at the time we do the show, then it ain't happening, which is a great show. poor old Kundi by the sounds of it, has got COVID, uh, judging by his Twitter. So, uh, Jase, if you're listening, uh, we're all sending you our very best and sorry to hear that you've got the rona. And I hope you make a speedy recovery. Now, the other question I was going to ask, uh, Prashanth uh, says, I've always been curious, before Conte, did we have any manager at Chelsea playing a back three? I want to learn more about our history if there's a manager... Who had implemented that and how successful was that? That's a good question. Dan? Well Hodle kind of played sweeper, yeah. didn't he,
2: when he first came up. So yeah. possibly. But I don't yeah. um I don't think Marini ever did three at the back today. He? he was always sort of four, three, three. And I think Hoddle was probably the closest we had to three at the back when he was playing the
0: sweeper. Mm. I think Doherty did a version of it, you know. Really? I think he played Hinton Mortimer and um uh who was the other one? because then he'd have McCready and uh, Scheleto before when he was injured. Um, so it was Kirk up on the right. Um, I'm trying to think of the other. Uh, I think he played Upton. He played Frank tank. Yeah, as the other other as the other centre half.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but I think that it, the, it was sort of wasn't mentioned as being that way, because I think the, they became then known as a as a halfback, as a kind of uh, number four. And he would then play further up the pitch, but um, uh, I do remember both fullbacks overlapping quite consistently. That Marvellous. was that was part of the, the 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 joy of the team doing so well, actually.
1: Marvellous. Um, I've got one more question. This is from Loz Barnes. He's probably in here tonight somewhere, uh, and this is really for Adam to answer, I think, because it's kind of quite media related. But he said, "Chaps, I would love you to chat about the fire the manager conversation that has become media fueled reality for Nuno." When headlines call a game El Sacchio, it allows managers to be the victims and balls to walk away from the car crash they created. What do you think, Adam?
3: Yeah, I can understand that point. Um, I think that's probably the the broader narrative that your maybe your rights holders slash more national newspapers would would give it. Um, obviously, if you get down to a more as I was gonna say quote unquote local level, like you know with, with us at Football London, obviously we know the probably the wider picture um with any of these situations so i know like with the nuno situation our our spurs guys have been pretty hot on the fact that this is um he wasn't the main problem he was a causation um of of a wider problem at spurs so i don't think it's necessarily that helpful um to jump on i i I don't think i would personally have a right that a manager should be sacked um because I don't want to be deliberately calling people to lose their jobs. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it's a, a broader narrative that's easy to latch onto for, for certain broadcasters um, who do need to, I guess, create an element of drama. It's TV after all.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, Adam's got it right there. I mean, when you make TV, you don't give a shit about how anybody feels or what, what the consequences are. I mean, I used to, I used to make observational documentaries occasionally and, and uh i always thought that you know you could do it without being manipulative but uh all, the series producers and exec producers i'd always used to say you have to have <coughs> you have to have drama tension and jeopardy those are the keys to good entertainment and uh you have to manipulate your subjects into doing that it's all pretty horrible but then tv is a horrible business and my life is much richer and soulful now i am no longer involved in it uh I have got another question. This came from Instagram. It says, good evening, Uncle Chidge and esteemed guests. Do you guys think that we're being too hard on Kai and his lack of goal scoring, uh, but no, but uh, we're being too hard on Kai uh, for his lack of goal scoring, but don't notice what he does off the ball like Firmino? He is playing a f- as a false number nine. Well, I think we, we kind of said that, Clayton, earlier on, and, and I, I think he does do a lot of great work off the ball and he plays this false number nine really well. But I'd love to hear what the other boys think, uh, Dan.
2: Yeah, I just think there's too many people out there on social media who have this agenda. who think real football's based on what they do on the Xbox or PlayStation. It's not just about, you know, scoring great goals to control. It's about, you know, like Timo, Brandon makes all these incredible runs. It's, it's just about being, I guess, if you're a football person, you understand that, you know, what Kai brings to the team. The fact that Chelsea showed out was it thick end of 80 million for him. Now, these, these players are supremely talented, supremely brilliant players. They may not get, 16 goals in a match, but that's not real football. It's just about, it's a team, what they do together. And there's too much given to the FIFA the FIFA people who don't really appreciate the, the bigger picture of real football and what, what's involved in a sort of a actual physical football match. Mm.
1: I think the obvious thing is that, that, you know, I mean, Adam, who was there on, uh, on, on Saturday, will, I know, vouch for this, but he'll know anyway because he goes to lots of games like we all do. You see a very different game when you're in the stadium than you do on the TV, because when you're on, when you watch it on the TV you're following the ball all the time. And you're following what the director wants you to see. Whereas if you're at the game, you see the whole pitch and you see what's going on off the ball. So you see a lot of the work that they do, you see a lot of the runs that they do, which you just don't see on T V. So um there we go. I mean Adam, you got anything to add on
3: that? I mean, I guess the only thing is with Kai is I think there's not a single Chelsea fan who doesn't believe he's absolutely supremely talented and, and potentially one of the very best in Europe. And if you get frustrated with him at times, it's because you just believe that he can be this absolutely unbelievable player for us. And and sometimes he doesn't always do that. And, and you just want him to like shake him a bit sometimes and go, mate, you, you are this good. So realise it. Um which is, you know, what Tuchel said at the beginning of the season as well. Mm, I mean, we
0: thought we thought originally it was all about him scoring. We thought that he'd been bought to score and 75 minutes. He should score 20 in the season, which I think he's capable of, but it's become apparent, particularly under Tuchel, that it, it's, it's not about that. It's about your contribution to the team and he does that wonderfully. So, uh, and I just want the goals to come for him as well because he's capable of that, but it's not something that I'm going to look at him and say... Uh, You're not a goal scorer. I don't want you to be in the team. I think he he, he, he contributes wonderfully.
1: Indeed. All right. No more questions. We've got emails instead. The first one is from Brendan Mallard, JK.
0: Brendan Mallard. Good old Brendan. Brendan Mallard. Brendan Mallard. I'm looking for the email. I'm filling in while I look for the email in a silly voice. I found the email. Brendan Mallard. Seamless, that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Nobody would have ever noticed JK, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Just, I work with
0: legends. <laughs> uh, hey, hey. I don't know where I've got it from. I don't know. It's all my years of experience. Um, uh, <laughs> you thought I'd try voiceovers, John? <laughs> uh, Funny enough. Uh, it's so badly paid now. No, I thought, <laughs> since COVID, since had every Tom, Dick, and Harry's having a go. So it's all gone down to a tenor. Um, uh, uh Hi Chidge, I'll keep that voice going No I won't Hi Chidge, JK and special guests It's been about 10 months since my last email I think I last wrote in about my dad's brushes With Tommy Doherty in the Chelsea youth team But a certain someone just compelled me To pull my finger out and write in Wow uh, Can we just have a pod solely dedicated To the one and only Rhys James I'm doing it like that because he's written capital letters reese jimes um his name will be yelled into the ground announcers mike with glee many times over the coming years as the net bulges with his sweetly timed jet propelled shots i just hope and pray he'll always be wearing chelsea's royal blue don't say that brendan what are you suggesting that he's going to get transferred somewhere he falls out with somebody boo anyway reese has it all exquisite first touch rock-hard defending, fizzing crosses and laser-guided shooting off both boots. Up until now, his biggest criticism would have been not having the consistency in performance week in and week out. However, now we're seeing that maturity come into his game after playing 95 senior matches for Chelsea. Tuchel is trusting him more and given, giving him more opportunities to and given him more opportunities to start regularly. It's hard to believe Reese. He's still a month or so away from turning 22. How much better could he become? Absolutely agree. Hope you're all well over there in England and the new normal living with COVID isn't too painful. Here in Sydney, Australia, we're just emerging from yet another lockdown, but it's been terrific having Chelsea to watch both midweek in the Champions League on Stan sport and on weekends in the Premiership on Optus Sport. I don't have the relevant pay subscription to watch us in the league and FA Cups on Fox Sports as it all gets a bit too expensive. For me listening to the highly entertaining Chelsea fancast a couple of times a week is a highlight aside from the games themselves comedy face. Keep up the great shows the Chelsea connection you give to those of us that live outside the UK is unbelievable and valued by us all. Hope that's highlighted in the show's metrics, Chidge, mm-hmm. is it Chidge? Anyway, I don't know keep what the...
1: metrics are, mate.
0: Me neither. That's why I was asking. Um, keep like, the is blue... it
1: like expected goals.
0: <laughs> What's that? Expected listeners. Ex...
1: <laughs> we should. Well, <laughs> honestly, Brendan, on expected listeners, we're the best podcast in the world, mate. I can tell <laughs> apparently, you. Apparently, <that. laughs> apparently
0: expected, but how many actually listen? Not many. No, not many. <laughs> <laughs> keep the blue flag. <laughs> keep the blue flag flying high. Cheers brendan mallard yeah. well done blend my, my i congratulate you brendan on where you've written that it was really lovely with some lovely um lovely adjectives i love it well, there
1: um, we go and beautifully written about reese james too which we of course completely agree with uh yeah. right very short one from kendall douglas we haven't heard from kendall for ages actually lovely to hear from you kendall he says hello friends i'll keep this one short how great is it to be a chelsea fan right now i can think of nothing better I think it's safe to say that we've got our money's worth with Kepper through all the penalty shootouts he's won. All these cup games with him in goal when we go to penalties is slightly less worrying. Thanks again. Up the Chelsea, Fuck Tottenham. Kendall Douglas. Always. <laughs> yeah, quite right. Yeah, it's mean, a good point, actually, because, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you mentioned it on Friday when we did the preview show and we looked back at the Caribou Cup match. But Kepa, Kepa did good. He does Well, he, we did mention he's, he's won more shootouts well, he's won more he's got more saves and penalty shootouts than anybody else. He's got eight, and I think Czech got six. So he's done the boy done good anyway. Uh,
0: You've got another one from another one from Australia, mate. Another one from Oz. Right. I I think I'll do it in that voice if that's okay. No way. It's from um it's from Dan Thorne. Hi boys, Dan here again from now fully lockdown free Melbourne. We basically went into lockdown on the Thursday before the Champions League final, dashing our planned pub gathering. I sent an email pre-season about this experience and we finally, finally, I can't speak, we finally came out of it last Friday evening in time to watch the Newcastle game together down the pub. But our hopes were dashed as our pub wasn't to be open for the 1am kickoff. Oh, damn it, we all said. We'll have to wait another week or so before the Melbourne Chelsea members can get together again. Enough of that. On to what a cracking season we're having. We are indeed, Dan. So wonderful to see the academy boys really make their mark. Trevor Chalaba, sinking to his knees after scoring on the opening day, really did bring a tear to this old fella's eyes. And mine too, Dan. The return of RLC has been amazing. And that TT has shown faith in him will only build rlc's confidence possibly i like just calling him cheek because rlc's a mouthful possibly a new homegrown ballock in the making C.H.O. a doy i like calling him it's my school <laughs> particularly in the newcastle game looked as if he finally is finally putting his game together and knows he belongs on the big stage but i have a new favorite and like you chidge i can't go past reese james Yes, um, he needs a song, you know. How about that? No, anyway, There is nothing like Reese James. There is nothing James. like Reese James. <laughs> nothing. We could go along and see it like that together. It we'll needs do, to be we'll sung do. like that. We'll do it on there the is fan is bite. Like Reece James. We'll do it on the fan <laughs> bite. We'll
1: do a yeah, duet I'll, I'll, on the fan I'll
0: bite. do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. That's all we need to do. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Anyway. Um, uh, uh, I'm new for every I can't go past Reese James. His absolute ability in every facet of the game is stunning. Defending, crossing, and a shot that is... Roy Race-like. That's Roy of the Rovers, to people who don't know. Played for Melchester, didn't he? Melchester Melchester Rovers. Yeah. Yeah. What really sold me, though, is his flint-like stare that must unnerve his opposing number. Ooh, I haven't noticed that. Flint-like. He has a ruthless streak. Adam's nodding. He's noticed it. He has a ruthless streak that belies his tender age of 21, an almost assassin style to dismantling teams. He is, I hope. One player that will become the bedrock of Chelsea, a player whose supporters will feel a type of Johnny Bumpstead type of relationship with i've got a little story about johnny that i'd like to tell you at the end of this the infectious i shouldn't use that word so soon after lockdown lol kinship of these young players i didn't go lol lol's written by the way i don't like lol kinship of these young players show us all what the academy is really all about and that we've produced a strong confident group of young players who seem well-rounded individuals as well it's exactly what you were saying chidge absolutely right yeah no, sorry, Adam. Said, well, you were saying Adam. I do apologise. Um, Chidge nodded. I said Adam, it in my article. Sorry, in your article you said it as well. But, but you both said it. Tuchel you both, said it, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, and Tuchel said it as well. All three of you. I all, nicked it
1: off Tuchel.
0: Yeah, OK. <laughs> I read somewhere in the sports press that the Bin Dippers team, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that anymore, is great because it has no superstars. Really, I really think the sports journal in question should really look at the team from the bridge for a group of players who came through the system together, learning to win and not be Billy Big Pants. Yes. Indeed. There'll be bumps. Uh, is that supposed to be? Bully big pamps. No, anyway, there'll be bumps on the journey this season. But I believe not only have a team that are prepared for anything. I believe not only have a team that uh, I think our squad is well positioned to do the job when required. You only have to look at how Ross Barkley has accepted a bench role and has performed well when asked. Although he is trying to be, is he trying to be a poor man's? Grealish, as I said. In fact, he's Barklish. And Kepper seems like he's taller now, too. We also have a coaching team and a real thinker in Thomas T, the real Mr. T, that will put a plan together for any occasion and can adapt to in-game changes. I'll finish with this. I want another UCL final, please, this season. Yay! So all the Melbourne Chelsea boys and girls can celebrate together after missing out last May. Not much to ask for, so why not do a Jonathan Kidd and want to win it all. Yes, I do. It's exactly right, Dan. Yes. Let's win it all. All the best from sunny Melbourne. Keep the blue flag flying high. See you next September when I hope to be over. Dan Thorne. Lovely, lovely mail. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, lovely.
1: See, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, Dan, I can't wait. You must let me know. Apparently, Bobby D from Melbourne's coming over in September. He told us he was coming to see Chelsea play Spurs on September the 17th. How he knows that when the fixtures haven't been announced, I do not know. But, uh, yeah, Dan, come and see us. It would be lovely to have a a beer or two with you. And on that note, I got a nice little package from uh, lovely Uncle Russ Saunders this week with a um, a Melbourne supporters group uh, kind of key fob and things like that in there. And and also he's put one in there for my nephew, Sasha, who he met on Sasha's first game which, funnily enough, was when we played Burnley before lockdown. So, Russ, I shall be sending you a note to say thank you, but I've thanked you on the show too because I think you're a legend and I love you. Uh, You wanted to talk about Bummers?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He came into Aussies the other day and um, I mentioned my dad because, for those listening, my dad was a very well-known actor in the uh, um, – It started in 1945 uh, up to 1982 when he died, but there was a period when he was on television all the time and um and was a star star on on tv in a series called orlando and i just happened to mention this i said um he said i said by the way bummers i've, I've uh, I, I call him johnny b actually uh, johnny i've, I've uh I've I've edited a book that my dad wrote that I found in my mum's loft. And he said, what was his name then? I said, Sam Kidd. And he went, oh, my God, Sam. Oh, I love Sam. Oh, wow. Oh, brilliant. You're Sam Kidd's son. Oh, no, wow. And Colin Pates was there. And he said, oh, Colin, Colin, this is Sam Kidd's son. You're Sam Kidd. Oh, wow. on, oh, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, 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 wow. I said, Johnny, I'll, I'll, I'll get you a book. Oh, I'd love it. Oh, wow, brilliant. Thanks so much. Oh, my favourite actor. My favourite actor. Oh, oh, brilliant. So, uh, so I've... I left. The, I brought. I, I signed it. I just put. Did Johnny? You. You. I. I loved you so much on the pitch. You never stopped running. Um. Uh. All the best, Jonathan. Because I did. I thought Johnny yeah. P was. A- a fantastic um, player for Chelsea, fantastic servant for the club, and uh, and it was that kind of player who you, you you love watching because his commitment is just so was so superb. Yeah. But um, you know, I left him uh, I left him a book, so I hope he he got hold of it. So it was a, it was nice to have the, the I was I was overwhelmed by the enthusiasm yeah. for my father. It was fantastic.
1: That's so. a lovely story. Bum, Bummers yeah. is brilliant. I mean, he he was one of my I, I interviewed him for the Chelsea special thing I did. It's a great interview. He's a lovely lovely bloke, and a, a, everybody loved Bummers Last email, short and very sweet. It's from Nick Simpson. He says, hey, Chidge, long-time listener from the US making my first trip over to the Bridge for the Burnley match on November the 6th. Will you guys be at the Cock Tavern pre-match? Well, Nick, you're very lucky that tonight on the show we have the chief organiser of Cockage, which is Dan Silver. Dan, will we be in the Cock Tavern pre-match for Burnley?
2: We shall be. The king of the cock has
0: spoken. Yes.
1: Yeah. King of the cock. We shall not- be there. A possibly not- match as well.
0: Is it not cocage?
1: I, well, that's what I said, but I like his king of the cock. I think that's quite well, You cool. said cockage,
0: you said. I don't... thought it was cockage. Yes, no? OK.
1: Thank you for correcting me.
0: No, no, I'm asking. I don't know if, what I'm correcting.
1: If, I if he's
2: listening, just head to DM me on Twitter or something. i let him know what we're doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I think suffice to say that, number one, Dan will book a table. Uh, number two, Chidge's uh, beer app now works. Uh, but it only works once we've... I don't know why it didn't work before. But anyway, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. I'm, sadly, uh, Nick, I've got to drive home on Saturday, so I won't be getting too pissed. But I'm sure I can have a share a Guinness or have a Guinness with you, that's for sure. So we'll see you in there probably from about 1, half 12,
2: 12. On the Friday before?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I've got to, do a few, I've got to see Kerry on Saturday before. Yeah. But, uh, I'll
2: be there from about 12 probably.
0: Are those non-alcoholic Guinnesses any good? Can you have one of them? A sacrilege, mate. No, no, but it, uh, perhaps it could be given to you and you, you wouldn't know the difference. And I you would. might. Oh, okay. Because right.
1: I wouldn't be pissed.
0: No, okay. <laughs> Simple as that. All <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Uh, anyway, I wouldn't have that Guinness buzz, which is so lovely. Right. We'll be back in a second. We're going to talk about the Malmo Chelsea game tomorrow night.
0: Real fans, real opinions.
2: I'm Jason Cundey, and you're listening to the Chelsea
1: Football Fancast. Up the Football
2: FootballFancast.com
1: Welcome back to part four of the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge, and In uh, tow with me tonight, I have the lovely Jonathan Kidd. Hello. Dan Silver, and the absolutely brilliant uh, Adam Newsom from Football.London, who is who has uh, allowed himself onto this insanity for a whole Monday evening. Adam, how are you surviving <laughs> and coping? It's a bit different from the Friday show, isn't it?
3: Ah, it's all good. It's all good. Enjoy it. <laughs> nice. Feel a bit more relaxed.
1: Yeah, we, we kind of give vent to our, 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 our usual insanity on the Monday show, whereas we're a bit more sensible on the Friday show. So there you go. Uh, right, OK, we've got, funny enough, talking about the Friday preview show, we've got a Monday preview now because, of course, we're playing, like, as we often are at the moment, two games in a week. Uh, And tomorrow night, Tuesday night, we've got Malmo up in Sweden. Um, Now, the first thing I'm going to start with, as I always do, is the team selection. Now, I I need to explain myself here, because what I did is I chose the team that I thought he would probably start or should start tomorrow night, which was, funnily enough, exactly the same team that I would have started with, bar Christensen coming in as the right-back, against Newcastle. Then, of course, we heard that... um, kante's been left behind adam told us this uh, what seems like weeks ago but it was actually the beginning of the show and that mount is still ill so we know that kante and mount won't be playing so given my original team of mendy rudiger silver christensen chilwell Jorginho, kante james hudson adoy havertz and mount what's going to happen as a consequence i'm going to ask adam first because he's probably got the gen
3: on this <laughs> i think there'll be a fair amount of rotation Uh, just because Malmo weren't great and it's a good opportunity to bring in a few players Um, so yeah, I I think we'll probably see the likes of Azpi play maybe Trev Chalaba comes in Alonso um, Saul maybe, but I think it's probably more likely you see Ruben and and Jorginho in that too and then I imagine the same uh, front three as the weekend um, to be honest, because there's not many others, Pulisic is travelling and could play but he's not going to be ready to no. start. He might get some um, minutes
1: in the in the second half.
3: Yeah, I imagine he'll get 20 minutes if he's up to it. Um maybe a bit less. Um my sort of left field shout for this one is why not give Keper a game? Cuz he probably won't be very busy and it's good to just keep him ticking over given we're going to need him in January.
1: It's mm, not a not a I mean a lot of people were calling for that actually after well, not a lot of people. I know a few people were calling for that after the Southampton game saying, you know, maybe he'll get a a little, it was Mister Stick, funnily enough. Maybe that's why he's left because I said what a load of bollocks or something along those lines. <laughs> hmm, Maybe, but uh, yeah, I mean, I can see, I could see the logic in that one. I mean, I think I one... don't think
3: I don't think it will happen. Just yeah. <laughs> I
1: it's. I mean, it's. I think it's. A re- it's tricky for Thomas Tuchel. I think Dan, because you know, we were saying earlier on, um, we've got a lot of fixtures coming up. Uh, yeah. We have got squad depth. Um, You know, rotation would be a sensible policy. I mean, come on, we all, you know, I've hardly written anything about what we think is going to happen tomorrow night because it it should be, you know, an easy win, really. They're pretty shit, frankly, yeah. Malmo, as I predicted in the last preview. Um, But having said that, you know, it's the Champions League. Um, We've got two tricky ties coming up. I mean, Juventus are also quite cack, so we should beat them at home, but it's Juventus. Uh, And I think Zenit away as the last match in, you know, Arctic conditions, possibly, and a long, a long trip out there could. And they're they're not as bad as they ought to be. Mm. That could be tricky. So you kind of, you know, want to get this done and dusted as quickly as possible, I would have thought. So in a way, it favours playing a strong team, although I think Adam's possibly right and he would know more than we would. So I don't know. What do you reckon? Tough one. I
2: I think we go strong. We haven't got a game. It's Tuesday. Our game's on Saturday at three o'clock. We go strong, we get the game one. Then we start taking players off. I think you can't we have to, can't, you know, think they're weak. Yes, they're shit, but we need to get the game one. Two, three goals up, take off the key players. You can know, five now, can't you? In the, yeah. yeah, get rid of all the key players and we just get the game one. So the strongest possible position for Juventus and for um, Zenit. We got home to Burnley. Three o'clock on a Saturday, plenty of recovery time because we fly back on the Wednesday. We've got Thursday, Friday, so yeah, I think we go go strong, get it one, then make the changes.
1: Mm. I'm inclined to agree with that, JK. You know, play your strongest team. You know, in the first half, get the game one, and then and then just you know bring people in to rotate. But I, I would I would start I would start Z H. I I would have the same front three because you know I think you just got to keep trying him, trying him until he comes good, and or he might not come good, of course. Um, uh, chill, well rested, yeah. James rested, yeah. I can see that, but I would, I would put ruben in with
0: who would you If you rest James, who would play right? Or, well, right.
1: As Asby at right wing back and right, Chillover right okay. on the right.
0: All right, no. Christensen, Christensen centre, I guess. We're yeah. resting yeah. Silver, are we? Here? Yeah, I presume we're resting Silver. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, but yeah. we keep getting that wrong, though, don't we? We keep resting Silver, and lo and behold, there he is again, being immaculate. Um. So, um. Uh, uh, do you think Saar might make an appearance then instead of Rudiger? I don't think so. No, I'd be very surprised. Very Apparently, surprised. Uh, uh,
3: Malmo might be without the quote unquote two best players for this as well uh, due to injury. So mm. they may be even weaker than they, when they, ha, they have. have two,
1: they have two best players, Adam?
3: I mean, in, in the context of their team. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, is, this,
0: is one of them that very large Yeti like bloke who. <laughs> who missed the ball completely when it was and then bashed into mendy was that him was he one of them he just, he, I, I i i didn't see that two.
3: description
0: of him in the pro match day the program pro- so i am not sure who you <laughs> refer to. the visigoth. He, <laughs> he came on as a sub. he was the about 7, yes, seven foot left. 2 And you just thought and he he actually he actually was about a foot taller than Rudiger. I was intrigued thinking where they would match together. I was thinking, For goodness sake, what's that? But he lumbered about like a Yeti who was just after a an an easy meal of elk or whatever Yeti eat. Yeah, he Um,
1: eats raw elk, apparently.
0: Raw oh, catabou. I was
3: going
1: to say you beat me to it. You beat me to it. Bad I boy. do.
3: Apparently, it's Anders Christiansen, who is the the ripoff of Anders Andreas Christiansen, uh, and yeah. Oscar Lev Le So there you go. I'm sure that means Oscar a
1: lot. Le, Oscar the Wookie. So we've got a Wookie <laughs> and a Yeti. Brilliant. <laughs>
3: Yes. So yes, so yes, Chelsea should win this fairly comfortably.
1: They should really, shouldn't they? No matter who they pick, I think we're 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 on a hiding to nothing with deciding who might play. Uh, we we often lose anyway in this little game we play with Thomas Tuchel. But uh, it could be it's just one. Of are we like... doing
0: the prediction, or is that only for the Well, well No,
1: we get we're getting there. I'm just going to say,
0: well, how how do you think it's going to go, J.K.? No, no, I'm just worried about are not other people going to be doing this as well? I thought that was the idea as well.
1: Oh well, no, no, that's far too complicated to 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 do.
0: Oh, okay. I think it's a
1: game that we play with,
0: you know, we, just amongst ourselves. Yeah. But what do we get points or what do we get? What do we get from it? We just never,
1: love and praise. Just, 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 just for the love of it, JK. A bit like you and I play the Prem Predictions League, really. <laughs> I forgot to do it this week. You, you, yeah, you probably did better than you did normally. You got I n- did. You got I nil thought, points. I, think I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You actually forgot to
0: do it. That's appalling. Yeah, I forgot to I was very busy. I'm sorry. My life's very busy Well,
1: that. Um, I, for those of you wondering why I haven't announced it, it's not because I'm just sulking because I'm so shit. It's because there is still a match going on at the moment, actually. So it's Wolves 2, Everton 0. Um, I'll let you know that I have got 2-1 to Wolves in that prediction. So I can guarantee you that it will not end up as 2-1. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we've got a nominal winner, actually. Xavier Chacon. Uh, t- a message me, I owe you a message actually Xavier, but apparently he's won a bottle of whiskey for being manager of the month, so uh, well done, you will get a proper shout out on uh, Friday when I've got all of that w- stats with me and we do it on the preview show so anyway, so, how, how, how do you think it's going to go uh, on tomorrow night, JK?
0: 3-2
1: 3-2? 3-2? What? That's, that's like Troms are away, mate What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I don't know, I, it just came into my head I don't know Um, uh, um, 3-0 three 3-0 nil.
1: Three nil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's about standard for you. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's about right. Well, this season that's what I want it to be. So also, but yeah, it's about right the way we play. So did I get three nil right the other day? I think I did actually.
1: Yeah, but you didn't. You didn't put it in your prem prediction, so you didn't. Oh, get, yeah, you got, got spot on. You silly Herbert. I got spot on, what a Herbert? Yeah. 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 Deary me. Uh, Dan, what do you reckon, mate? I think it'll be
2: same score, Stanford British four nil.
1: Really? Okay.
2: Yeah, I think I think we have way too much for them. We're going to go at them. We'll get he's going to get the game one and they'll make some subs to do second half of Peter to Allen to a nothing event keep ball.
1: Mm, interesting. People are asking what JK's smoking. I don't know why. I mean, maybe that's probably because of when you said 3-2. I don't know. Clarify people, clarify. Uh, Adam, uh, what say you? Uh, I agree
3: with uh, JK. The 3-0. The 3 nil. Mm. Not the 3-0. <laughs> 3-0. Easy job done.
1: I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, Mal- Malmo was so shit. It's hard to really see beyond Chelsea winning two or three I'm going to go three nil with all of you lot, actually it's hard to see anything else but I mean you know football's a funny old game as the wonderful Jimmy Greaves once said so who bloody knows not me that's for sure um Donnie Darko uh, the lovely uh, Daniel and J- J- uh, you know I can I find thank you uh they're just Lo- lovely bloke by the way I was gutted I couldn't meet him at Brentford because my ticket yeah. fell through but uh, I was very pissy with you sh- sharing that picture on Twitter with him and Walker thinking <laughs> I should be in that picture too yeah. damn it he's anyway very nice boy he's a lovely nice, bloke right? yeah anyway Daniel yeah. He- he- he's asked of Adam Adam are you going to Sweden tomorrow
3: no no Sam's there already I think so the Adams doing this
1: one. Yeah, I think the answer is the fact that Adam's here with us Daniel which is <laughs> I if he was going to Sweden mate it, it would already be there but uh, that's a shame. Uh but never mind. It'll probably be cold, you know. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure it you, will be. you've already spent a weekend in Newcastle, I mean that's, that's enough cold <laughs> for one month, isn't it? oh Dan, daniel daniel says uh or oh. i think he'd have liked to have bought you bought you a beer actually and i don't blame him right um okay well Thank good you. luck to chelsea tomorrow obviously we'll all be watching it um and uh hoping we do the business as we quite often do uh <clears throat> we've kind of done the business tonight and i'm afraid that is all we've got time for this week we will be back on friday of course with me uh jk uh dane whittle of course And Sam Incasol from Football.London, although Sam hasn't actually replied to me with the new schedule yet, saying he's available for the dates I suggested, so I I suspect I might have to text him and remind him, but there you go. Um, Anyway, we'll all be uh, in the house to look back at the Champions League match against Malmo, and ahead to Saturday's match at home to Burnley. (coughs) Excuse me, frog in the throat. Uh, Don't forget to check out Dean's Went to Mo Kings Meadow podcast on the women's team, and of course... That is available as a podcast on ChelseaFanCast.com, Acast, Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, as well as other podcast distributors. Uh, Now, you might have heard me mention the Discord group a lot tonight. Well, um, that's one of, if not the only benefit one might say, about joining or becoming a Patreon, a Chelsea FanCast patron. Now, if you do, it's great if you do, because... You know, it it does help a little bit to kind of keep all this thing going. But um, there's no pressure at all. I mean, you know, feel free to donate whatever you want, large or small. We don't mind. It's the thought that counts. But there is absolutely no pressure. Um, But if you do, you will be entitled to a Kerry Dixon banner. And as I said, you can join our Discord group, which is a lot of fun, as you've probably figured out. Patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast is the place to go to do that. And uh, thank you for the emails this week, people. Very nice that you uh, have sent a few in uh if you also want to send one in and get it answered uh then email chelsea at gmail.com of course you can always send us a message on patreon and discord and instagram and twitter and all the usual kind of places and we'll try and get them in as well so there you go always appreciated um you can follow the show on twitter at chelsea fancast me at danford chidge jonathan at jonathan kidd dan at dan 73 adam at adam newson and of course, we're we're Chelsea fancast on all the socials, so we're not hard to find. So there you go. Uh, big shout out to the lovely people from Mixler who have been wonderful and entertaining, entertaining as they always are. Always good to see that you crowd in here. Stay safe and enjoy the game tomorrow. Uh, right, that's it from us. Uh, Dan, lovely to see you as always.
2: Yeah, good to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Always a pleasure, mate. And I look forward to seeing you uh, in the cock on uh, Saturday. Yeah, look forward to it. Yeah, it'd be good uh adam uh always a pleasure to have you we don't get you on on a monday very often uh, probably because we need to give you a lot of time to recover really uh but it's always lovely to see you on a monday that's for sure you've been brilliant tonight thank you
3: thank you mate thanks for having me on back to back as well
1: mm-hmm. yes of course because you were on friday weren't you i mean that, that i mean i know i only did the schedule last week but it kind of worked out beautifully because uh i knew you'd been at the game and i thought it's always good to have somebody who's actually been at the game so it's been a double bonus for us having you on really so well done you uh mr
0: kid Yes. Lovely to see you. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very enjoyable. Very informed guests, as always. Hmm. No much, mo much more than we do.
1: I know. That's why we get them on J.K. Otherwise, mm. it would be rather crap. The show it'd be a bit would, Malmo like, wouldn't it? would you and you and me singing songs. That's all it I would know. be. Uh, we we would, it would it would be it would be hilarious, fun to do. But it would be probably a disaster. I think uh, Brendan, or was it Brendan or Dan? It was Brendan who asked about the metrics. If that's what we did on the show, the metrics would bottom out, I feel. Yes,
0: whatever they are.
1: Whatever they are. Yes. yes. Expected expected songs. We could have a section, couldn't we? <laughs> Which song are they going to sing? <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Dad. Well done. JK, always uh, hilarious doing the show with you. You've been brilliant tonight, as always. I look forward to seeing you on Friday. I'll be there brilliant stuff and uh, we look forward to seeing all you lot on a friday too those of you who can join us on mixler thanks for listening see you on friday until then keep it blue keep it carefree keep it chills